Hello guys, Jonathan here from Arcade Repair Tips. We would just like to take a moment and thank you for listening to the audio replay of the live show here on the podcast feed. We'd also like to remind you to join our live show on the first Thursday night of every month at 5.30 p.m. Central Time. It's always a great time and we enjoy interacting with people just like you in our live chat. So be sure to make plans to be there for the next one. Remember also that we have an after show that takes place immediately after the live show. And if you'd like to listen to the audio from that, you will need to check it out on our YouTube page, which can be found at youtube.arcaderepairtips.com. So let us continue on with a short word from our sponsor, and then we'll get to the episode. Broadcasting from their world headquarters in Texas, it's the Arcade Repair Tips Live Show. The show that discusses arcade repair, restoration, news, and more. Now, here are your hosts, Tim and Jonathan. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 82 of the Arcade Repair Tips video series for December 2023. What mm-hmm. about that, Tim? Uh, it's crazy, isn't it? You never <laughs> think that you're going to get to the end of the year until you're there, I feel right. like. So, uh, but anyway, guys, we're so glad that you're joining us tonight. Of course, my name is Jonathan Leung. I'm the producer, director, and editor here at the Arcade Repair Tips video series. And joining me today, as always, is Mr. Arcade Repair Tips himself, Tim Peterson. Tim, how are you? Good. It uh, looks like you got a new Christmas. Uh, uh, I think I've had this one. It's this just one. The same one I wore last year. I didn't venture out and get a new one, but you got to get at least two years out of it, right? Right, exactly. No, I think you're fine wearing it again. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to call you out on it. Okay. So. Uh, but, Tim, I'm so glad that you're back. Because yeah. we had to delay this. This is the second Thursday of the month instead of the right. first. And the right. last two were my fault for the delay. But this one was actually on Tim as you are a world traveler, right? Yes. Normally, we could even do it live yes. or, or remote. live, but remotely. But it would have been about 4 o'clock in the morning where I was at. So, uh, successful vacation trip uh, to Germany was, was really fun. We had a good time. I got to see some of the pictures on your yeah. personal Facebook page, and I I, th- I thought it was really neat. I saw some snow in some of those. Yeah. So I guess you got some snow while you were there. Yeah. Um, where they're at in Germany is a lot like here. They don't get a lot of snow. So even snow for them is kind of a big deal. And uh, it was kind of like um, like a movie. You know, it, was, it didn't even look real. There was like the carolers singing and stuff, and the outdoor Christmas markets, and this huge flakes of snow we're just coming down. Everybody was like, oh, it's snow, it's snow. And we're having a good time. So the first two days it snowed. Then that changed to rain. <laughs> and uh, it was kind of cold and rainy. But uh, nonetheless, we still had a wonderful, uh, very good time. Uh, it was our second trip. Um, I didn't see any arcade. I saw one place that said arcade, but it really wasn't an arcade. Or, uh, even in a mall, I couldn't find one. Um, everything, of course, was in German. But uh, we did find a castle and got to tour a castle this time. And, of course, as always, ate and drank way too much. So. Well, I mean, that, when you go <laughs> on vacation, vacation, I was about right. to say, that's part of your vacation for sure. Well, we are glad that you're back from Germany. And we're glad for everybody else who's joining us tonight as well. So, Tim, I'm going to go over to the live chat real quick and just say uh, hello to all these fine people. Oh. Jumping General is here. He says, hey, everyone, Merry Christmas. We got the Real Hammer Billy Lee says, Merry Christmas. We have uh, Arcade Survival from Indiana, Tim. 
Okay. Uh, says Merry Christmas. Angelina says drinking lots of wine this Xmas. Well, I mean, uh -huh. you know, sometimes that's what it takes to get through, right? Uh -huh. uh, Delusional's Arcade is here. He says hello. Uh, let's see. We got Matthew here. Says um, here from Australia, Tim. Okay. So awesome. awesome. Michael Bloom is here. Says Merry Christmas. Nate Berg is here. Happy holidays. And um, Michael says this is the first time he's been able to catch the live show in a long time. So we are so I, glad you're here. That's funny you said that, Michael. I was looking at your name and I'm, I was like, I don't remember seeing Michael in the live chat in a while. So welcome back. And we hope that uh, we make it a, a good show tonight so that you'll enjoy it and uh, hope that you get to catch many more next year. Absolutely. So Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays for all you guys out there who are either watching this live or after the fact. So this is kind of Christmas show and Tim, as we usually do on our Christmas show, we exchange gifts. And so we will be doing that later on in the episode, usually between the discussion and the arcade questions part of the show, we'll be doing that. Uh, we also have some stories. Tim, Spooky Pinball just announced two upcoming releases, so we'll be talking about those tonight. We'll be talking about Chuck E. Cheese and how they've been doing away with animatronics, which makes Tim sad, I know, because mm -hmm. he worked on Chuck E. for a long time. And then I'm going to talk about a GameStop experience I had recently and just ask you if I did the right thing. Okay. So mm -hmm. and we will get to that at the end of the show. Uh, but Tim, we did have one question here in the live chat from Jumping General. He says, how about in 2024 arcade repair tips opens up their own arcade what do you think about that tim uh i prefer to keep my money for next year <laughs> or invest <laughs> it a little wiser place I, you know um I, I will say that there was a time when that was so much fun and we enjoyed it and everything but boy the amount of work that it takes um by all means support your local barcades and arcades and those type of things i think we'll just support some of them next year Absolutely, yeah. Uh, sorry, guys. Kind of been there, done that at this point, and I don't know <laughs> right. if we'll ever get back into it. Like Tim says, we like keeping our money. Um, yeah. you know, <laughs> but there are people who have made it work, Tim. I think about all of the sure. great barcades and arcades that are around uh, around the here in the United States and in other places as well. Those guys have been able to make it work. More power to them. And if you have one close to you, support them so that they can continue to operate because, guys, it is no small feat keeping an arcade up and running. Right, Tim? No, it's very, it's, uh, very time-consuming and uh expensive it, you know parts and stuff are just not getting any cheaper and harder to find so by all means um and if you think about it if there's a think about your local barcade and think about if they have a newer style pinball game and people say oh man it's a dollar plate do you know how many plays you would have to play for you to buy that game right so you really you could play it every week several times and save money yep but yet you're helping them, and so I just always look at it like that. You know, it's a, a pinball games and some video games have gotten so expensive. It's really easier for me just to spend thirty, forty dollars a week and support them. Absolutely. So, uh, but you never know. I mean, I'm not. I'm never gonna say never. Tim, ne but, never uh, say never. But that's for sure. Probability is low. <laughs> <laughs> Elon Musk calls and that's says, right. <laughs> you know, he wants a, a all all battery powered one and is willing to really fork over some big bucks. We might try. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so. it, we, Everything has a price, and that price is pretty expensive. That's right. <laughs> so there we go. So we do want to remind you guys that you can interact with us during the show in the live chat room, just like we called out all those fine people who are here tonight. So if you want to leave any comments or questions there, we would love for you to do that, and we'll try to get to those as we go through the show. Um, Michael says that some of the new pinball machines can be $10,000, and we'll look at, uh, at that later with the spooky machines. We'll actually talk mm -hmm. about pricing on those. So, I mean, he's exactly right. Pinballs have gotten insane. And we will be talking about that later in the show. But Tim, let us go ahead and move on with the questions for this month. Sure. So the first question we have is from Chris. Now, Tim, I will say that we I feel like we got a lot of first-time 
uh, senders of, okay. of questions in, well, which good. is really great. So if you're watching this and you've never sent a question to us and you send it in and uh, you know we're answering it tonight, we're glad you're here and we're glad you're checking it out. So our first question is from Chris. So I'll go ahead and put his up here. He says, hello, I have a 1942 game by Capcom that's not working. When turned on, it shows two images of the game flipping back and forth at about one frame per second. I found a popped fuse on the power supply. After replacing it, I now have no video at all. I checked the power supply and it only had two to three volts across all buses. I got a computer power supply, matched up the voltages, and still no video. I can't seem to find what to look for next. Now, Tim, there's a little bit of information here. You will see this um, picture here of the inside of his cabinet. Okay, that's um, the did, actual one. He did say, yes, he did send more pictures, but this was really the only picture I felt like was the most important. But I can tell you it is a super Pac-Man cabinet okay and a super pac-man power supply which is why i, I <coughs> took this photo out of all of them so okay. we have a 1942 game that is that is a conversion from a super pac-man cabinet so tim with that in mind what do you think is going on with chris's 1942 game what does he need to do in order to get it up and running well you know this is not uncommon for in fact uh, you hardly ever see a, i don't know if there is a dedicated one you know they're always usually in a conversion in 1942 is yes and we love the game it's very fun to play so what's, what they did was when they converted it, they used the original power supplier they tried to hook up into it. Um, at this point, you know, he's either going to have to, but that's not enough voltage. Right. Right. So just two to three volts, I think he said, that's not enough to power Correct. what he needs to power for that. So he's got a couple of choices. He could rebuild his current power supply, which is a good power supply. In fact, most people... Uh, a lot of people would say, uh, maybe not most, but a lot of people would say, that is a great power supply. You should rebuild it. It'll probably last longer if it lasted 20, 30 years. Um, that's a long time for one to last anyway, uh, that you might want to rebuild it. And there are kits available that they can buy and just rebuild it. Nothing else. It's kind of fun to try. It's right. not real hard. You don't have to be a super soldering technician guru or anything to do that. And I and now I almost say it's worth the first shot. Then if it doesn't work, then we're going to go to option number two. Or some of you would say the better option right off the bat would be to replace it with a brand new power, switching power supply. But you're not getting enough voltage. If you're not getting enough voltage, you're not going to get a picture and things that you need. Um, and but good job on at least trying to check some of those things and replacing that fuse. Um, probably the short or something in your power supply is what caused the fuse to blow in the first place. You know, Jonathan, we always used to get excited uh, when we were kind of new. If we found a game that had a blown fuse, we thought, well, we just replace the fuse and everything would be great, right? Mm -hmm. And occasionally that works, yep. um, but not very often. Most of the time, there's a reason that that fuse blew, and so it probably is some bad and some failing components in that power supply. And that's especially true, Tim, when you have like this linear style power supplies like this one, is that you are going to have more of that where if a fuse blows, it's probably something in the power supply more than it was like maybe a power surge that it got. And probably so. so. Um, in this particular case, though, um, we do think it's a power supply issue. It does sound like that. So let's go ahead and talk about the same things, kind of cover what you just said, Tim, about the issue here. And so from the pictures, it does look like your cabinet was originally a Super Pac-Man that has a 1942 board installed. The cabinet seems to be powered by the original power supply, like Tim mentioned, and that 
it's the one that came installed in the cabinet. At this point, you have some options. You could try rebuilding the power supply. Arcade Parts and Repair has a rebuild kit available, and Tim, I've got a link here, and the link is also down in the show description that he can go to if he wants to order one of those. There's a couple of variations on that kit. Okay. Um, some that have, um, you know, like just the cap, some that have some, uh, some of the resistors, transistors as well, and kind of stuff like that. So, um, you know, just depending on what, what the problem may be, it may be good to order like the big, big kit, like the mm -hmm. mega kit, or it may be good just to order like the little minimal kit. So it just kind of depends on, uh, you know, what you want to do, how much work you think it is. If you inspect the parts and most of the parts look good, then the minimal kit may be fine. But if, if it's kind of looking burnt all over the place or you have a lot of bad parts on there, then you may want to order the mega kit, right? Kind right. of thing. So just uh, when you go to that link, you're going to see a lot of options. And so just kind of decide based on what you have now. Now, like Tim mentioned, you could also just install a new switching power supply. Okay, so you have a couple options here. You could just rewire the cabinet. Okay, mm -hmm. and, and adapt, uh, run basically the wires from your harness directly to the switching power supply voltage. You could do that. Or you could get the conversion kit because this is a Super Pac-Man cabinet. You could get the conversion kit from Mike's Arcade or Arcade Shop that has the little board that where you just plug the connector in that comes right now from the Super Pac-Man board. Basically, our Super Pac-Man power supply, you just undo that connector there and plug it into this board which connects to the switching power supply. So those would be your options. Uh, Tim, out of all these options, if you were to pick one, which way would you go? Maybe that's a great way uh, to phrase that. If, if you were gonna go with a rebuild, I'm gonna rebuild the original, well, I'm gonna rewire it with the switcher, yeah. or I'm just gonna use the conversion kit switcher. But and, and you stressed a good point that I really didn't emphasize, the fact that if you go with a new switcher, you're also gonna have to rewire. Right. Um, that's not a problem. I mean, in fact, we like to do it. It's right. kind of fun. But if you're kind of new and and everything, I if I was to start, I would start with rebuilding the current power supply. Okay. That way you don't have to rewire everything, and it's 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 kind of a, it's not so challenging, and it's a good way to uh, get learn how to repair stuff. I would think that that would probably be my go-to. But if you know, it kind of depends. If if it was um, if I'm noticing that it. The transformer and some other things could be bad. You don't want to really get into all that. I, then I would probably consider just switching it out. Yeah. Um, so but, we, we should say we've used the switching power supply with the conversion board plug mm -hmm. before. We've used that. I mean, we've used that before. That setup from Arcade Shop or Mike's Arcade, and those are handy. But you have to make sure that your wiring in your cabinet is pretty solid to do mm -hmm. that. Uh, if your wiring is even a little bit suspect and considering that this used to be a super pack man you may have some suspect wiring it's probably better to go the rewire route yeah but i mean the conversion kit as long as your wiring is solid is not bad and so there's a little board on on a standard switching power supply there's a little board that basically attaches to the switching power supply and gives you a connector that you plug into and so all you do is take the connector like we said out of the super pack man power supply now and plug it into that connector which is attached to the new switching power supply so i mean you could go that route but again you need to make sure your wiring is solid if you're going to go that route, too. The rebuild is a good way to yeah. go. I mean, there's, kinda, like I said, any of these are good. I think I, I kind of probably lean on Tim just because of the rebuild. That's a really good power supply in there, and the rebuild would not be hard for you to do. Right. That's why I said. It kind of depends on your skill level and how much time you want to spend. Right. I, I think that um, putting maybe the long-term solution, if you want to say that, may be to put a newer-style switching power supply and rewire it because the wires, wires are already old and getting brittle. And they could cause you issues down the road. But at the same time, uh, the quicker fix to me would be just to rebuild what's already there. There you go. Now, I've also got a link down <coughs> below to Mike's Arcade and Arcade Shop for the switching new switching power supply with the conversion kit plug board. Uh, 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 and 
included in that package. So there's links down there to that too, Chris, if you'd want to go that route as well. So, but choice is yours. If you want to go with the rebuild, standard switching supply plus free wire or a standard switching power supply with the little conversion board really just depends on which way you want to go. So uh, let us know what you decide to do and how your 1942 does once it's getting good power. Now we may get good power and you may still have issues. If that's the right. case, let us know. Could so, be. <laughs> absolutely. So. Okay, Tim, I'm going to go over to the live chat real quick before we move on to the next question here. And let's see. Michael Bloom says, I don't think people realize how expensive new pinball machines are. Okay, and I, I think you're right. It's true. I mean, you know, when I was thinking about this the other day, when we met Jack Guaneri of Jersey Jack Pinball, right. he was trying to sell a Wizard of Oz pinball for $4,000 and people thought he was nuts. Right. You remember that? That was expensive. Yeah. That was expensive. Like people gasped at that price. And now we've got pinball machines that basically start at $9,000. Right. So just goes to show you how the market has changed. Uh, let's see. Um, Angelina says, uh, Dragon's Lair started the first 50 cent price raise. Yeah, 50 cents started with Dragon's Lair. A lot of people don't realize that. You know, I mean, it looked like a freaking cartoon. looked mm -hmm. so awesome. I mean, everybody wanted to play it, and so they upped the price. And it was an expensive cabinet back in the day. If you bought one new, they were very, very expensive. you got to remember, laser discs weren't cheap. And then you had, uh, think about all the animators that had to work on that, all of the, all of the art assets assets in that i mean it's amazing so yeah, i was thinking expensive. uh we had to buy a laser disc one time when i was working on our cast i think it was about fifteen hundred dollars at the time yeah something so. like that somebody mm -hmm. else might remember but that was it was an expensive part yeah for sure uh, extra lives arcade says love your videos i have a pole position with a temperamental edge connector have to wiggle it pretty often are there new harnesses available yes you should be able to get a harness for it um, you know, on those, they, you can kind of install an additional kind of edge connector where you can connect the pins basically from, uh, you just take like a straight through um, mm -hmm. board, a straight through edge connector board, and you could solder basically those together and give you like a new set of pins on top. That's one way to do it. Or if it's just a harness thing that you're having issues with, you should be able to just get a new harness for it. Um, and you can check like Arcade Parts and Repair and some of the other retailers that we that we recommend for that because they will have any, have those in stock typically. Tim, anything on a pole position? You know, I've been kind of, I haven't worked on one in quite a while. And I see, one thing I see is a lot of people love pole position. It seems like there's so many chat groups and things about it, even Facebook pages, that maybe some of those guys have already done that. Yeah. I would not be surprised. Sure. Maybe if somebody mm -hmm. knows, you can post a link in the group, in yeah. the chat. Uh, Delusional's Arcade, I think Super Pack, uh, you need to bypass the credit protection. Super Pack had a circuit that protects it from stringing quarters. Yeah, as we all know, there's a way that you can, you know, kind of reuse <laughs> right. quarters if you're not careful. And so there is a, I think he is right, there is a circuit protection on there for that. So make sure you bypass that when you're working on it. Uh, Angelina, bar sa barn sale rush. Are you selling stuff? No, not selling stuff. But one of the questions has to do with a barn sale rush 2049. And we'll get to that here in a second. Uh, jumping general, I have a new JAMA harness and, the, and a new switcher. Do I need to increase the voltage on my power supply before I plug in the Ultra Beast board with its Sega adapter? Not a bad idea. What you'd probably want to do is measure the voltage after the adapter before you plug in the board to see what it is. And if it's low, you may try turning it up a bit. You know, we like to run things about 5.05 on the 5 volts line anyway, mm -hmm. just a little bit higher, just because um, a lot of game boards are very power hungry. But now that you've got a, now you're introducing a JAMA uh, switcher into that, you're definitely going to have more power draw. So you may even go up to like a 5.1 or so to make sure it's getting right. good voltage. But like so. Johnson said, before you ever plug in the board, test it then. Right. Now already running and you'll test your wire. See what you're running there. If you're running exactly five or just a little higher, that'll be fine. Yes, you know? absolutely. 
Uh, let's see. Delusionals, best bet long term is to wire it up for JAMA. Uh, and I think he's talking about with the um, 1942. Yeah. Get the big kit, which has the FPGA, Super Pac-Man, and more. Yes, you can. Big kit's really cool thing. So, I mean, that's definitely a way to go. Uh, it just depends on if you want to keep it in 1942 or not. Uh, you know, some people like to take them back to what they originally were. Some people like to keep them what they are. It's totally up to you. So, Robbie J, I believe Black Knight 2000 was the first 50 cent pinball machine. Not sure about that, Tim. Would you oh, know Oh, pinball man? machine? Yeah. Um, quite possibly. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know offhand if that is if that is the case. You know, I don't. I, I think that they, because they, um, just about every '80s one had the option of fifty cents. So right. probably about that that at least that time period for sure. Uh, Nate says he was pretty sure Black Hole was the first fifty cent, mm. one, and then Getaway after okay. that. Okay, you know, I mean. That's probably some more pinball history knowledge than I have. Right, we're, we're probably better with arcade games than we are <laughs> our pinball knowledge on that, but uh, we do know Dragon's Lair was the first 50-cent one kind of across the board, but um, but as far as pinball machines go, not sure. I wouldn't be surprised if it was Black Hole. I wouldn't be surprised if it was um, Black Knight, because both of those were pretty popular machines. Like you know? I said, I think there was probably a string of pinball games that kind of come out around that era that uh, were a little bit more expensive to play, or at least had the option. Absolutely, so... Okay, Tim, I think we're caught up with the live chat. So I am going to go ahead and let's go to the next question we have here from Joe, it looks like. So here we go. I inherited a Pandora's box tabletop from my late brother. It's been used at our Airbnb for the last five years. The controllers and joysticks stopped working. There was a black cable coming from the left joystick box to one of the right buttons that was pulled out. So I stripped the wire back and put it inside. And Tim, you can kind of, I don't know if you can see in that picture. I know it's kind of tiny there. Mm -hmm. but you can see where he did that. Mm -hmm. So he put it back inside of where he thought it was supposed to go. No luck with that. Any other ideas? Thanks so much. Joe. So Tim, uh, Pandora's box tabletop and just none of the joysticks or controllers are working. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think is going on with Joe's uh, Pandora's box uh, tabletop here? Why are none of my joysticks or buttons working on this? Well, he, he was really good about the, the thought of connecting that black wire back. I think he was on the right track. The problem is if you just strip it and stick it in there, a lot of times it still won't make a good connection. Sure. Now you could bypass that connector altogether and see where it connects on the other side and just run a black wire, strip both ends and run one in between. You don't have to have a connector there. Or you could find out what kind of pins that are in there and actually repin it and make a better connection. I think just sticking it up in there is probably not. Now, the way he would know would be to take a multimeter and do his test and see if you got it from that wire to the board, then through the connection through to the board, and then actually to the joysticks and the buttons and stuff to the board. So if you're not, there'll be a break in that chain somewhere, and that's the best tool. Um, you know, one of the things that's probably... It's Christmas. Let's yeah. Just go ahead. So um, here's a multimeter. This is a Craftsman. This is just kind of a cheapy guy, but um, it does have it does have the, the continuity, continuity test. So I have to put it in beep mode. So when Tim touches the probes together, right here, he'll hear the beep. And so here's a wire. Uh huh. Okay. So if we wanted to make sure that this wire had continuity, Tim's gonna do put this. Put one end and to the other end. Oh. Yeah. Make sure you hold them. Yeah, I gotta. There you go. So what you'd want to do is you'd want to um, you'd want to make sure that 
um, you basically you're getting that beep continuity all the way back to your power supply ground, right, Tim? Yes. Yeah. So making sure that we've got it all the way back to there. So that black wire that connects the daisy chains all the way around your controls is the ground wire, and so that should go back to your power supply or to the harness, to the harness really, mm -hmm. both kind of, but um, may go back to your harness. So you want to make sure that you're making a good connection to the ground pin on your harness that we're basically getting it all there and that every single point on the chain is is getting continuity because if, if there's a break anywhere then anything past that point is not going to work right correct so that's what we're checking there and and tim do you really think that may be the problem here for the most i part? really do because the fact that the wire was stuck out and he he saw it it broken wire mm -hmm. i mean that was you know when you see um and where there's smoke there's fire and so to see that, I think, and he tried to stick it back in there, but I don't know. Uh, that's where I would. That's where I would lean. Now, of course, he needs to get his schematics out and test it with his meter. He, he could have stuck it back in there. It may be just a fine connection. Then we got to go backwards and see, make sure all the wires are good. If ground is all the way good back to the board, then he may have a board issue because of that loose wire sometimes can touch something that shouldn't touch or whatever and sometimes can cause a board issue also. Right. But more than likely, I'm, I'm going to almost bet, because it sounds like it was working and all that stuff, and then, you know, people are rough. He said it was the Airbnb. You can right. imagine the uh, people that played it, and they were probably pretty rough with it and stuff. And maybe it wasn't super good connection in the beginning. Right. But, like I said, you can totally bypass that. We've done that plenty of times, especially in a bind. Uh, you could just get some wire nuts, cut that wire, cut the wire on the other end, and just wire them together. Do Have a middle wire like this, attach to one side, attach the other side to the other side, and just see if it works. Yep. We've done that plenty of times just to kind of troubleshoot. Okay, we know it's this wire. Then I would say, though, we do like to the best we can, or we could get a different set of Molex pins. We've redone. They may have that Sega type style. That one kind of looks like one of those. They oh, have yeah. the little bitty pins, and mm -hmm. I just don't like them very much. I've cut every wire on there before and made sure the colors matched or wrote how it was, and I've repinned every wire just to make a good connection sometimes. And it really doesn't. I can do it in 15 minutes probably. Yeah. It's no big deal. So, um, and you got to be careful. Uh, I think we've talked about this before, Tim. Not all JAMA harnesses are created equal. No. And so, uh, like a lot of JAMA harnesses we've got, we've actually had the pins separate from the harness connector. Like Many it wasn't times. soldered well enough. Or we've had the actual connectors come off the wires because they didn't, they didn't, you know, they didn't clamp them on good enough. And so... There's a reason why, why we recommend the Holland Computers one, Tim, is because we know that it's made of quality. We've used it like in a million builds now. And like yep. that one, it, it's ready, ready to go. It handles pretty much anything we can throw at it. But like if you buy a Pandora's box from like AliExpress or one of these other um, like Chinese retailers and it comes with a cheap Chinese harness, sometimes those harnesses are not going to be the best harnesses. And so it could, like you said, it may just be that the ground pins on the little edge connector for the board are not making a good connection. Right. Like but it could be broken anywhere. It could be broken towards the power supply it could be uh, uh, where it plugs into the very first uh, part of that daisy chain. Mm -hmm. uh, and we've seen that plenty of times, that first pin well, where it's actually twisted and it's not connected good there. 
that'll cause issues. Yeah. And so if you want to know more about using the continuity mode on your multimeter, we have a we have a nice um, post on checking fuses with a multimeter that basically goes into continuity. And I would recommend checking that out because that'll give you a little bit more information on how that all works. But um, other than that, I think really we just need to make sure that we're making a good connection to that ground daisy chain uh, from either your board or your power supply, depending on where that's originating from. So anything else, Tim? Well, and I just want to say condolences. Joe, you did mention that it was your late brother's game. Um, so we hope we can help you get that back and going. So I'm sure it's a good memory of him and stuff. So uh, anyway, we are sincere condolences that you lost your brother. We absolutely. Do, I don't want to not mention that. Yeah, absolutely. We're sending our uh, thoughts and prayers for you and your family because, that's man, that's tough. So... Uh, you know, Tim, I don't know about you, but we've, um, I feel like just, you know, recently, it seems like every time this time of year, I lose, we lose some people that I know, or, or at least, like, even, it, it may not be, like, real close, but acquaintances. Like, there's right. several acquaintances yeah, over the last, just... like, three or four weeks that have passed on, and it's, man, it's, it sucks. Yeah, I can so. think of several friends. It's like, it's always a happy time, but then it's, for some people, it's like, I always hate when I hear, like, somebody's dad or their grandparent died right before Christmas, because mm -hmm. then it's like... And now you think about that every Christmas. So yeah. whatever you're going through, we, uh, we, we always, we don't mention it enough uh, that we do really care and that we uh, are here even if it's not an arcade question, right? That's right. And so uh, thank you for listening, though. And But, but I also think how cool is it that, um, I, I mean, I had a sister that passed away when she was 52, younger than I am. It's been almost 10 years ago. Um, but I, I, she didn't leave me a video game, so, you know, but uh, what a cool legacy, a remembrance of your brother and stuff. So we want to help you get that fixed. By all means, I hope some of the suggestions that we said uh, could help. But if you need more help, please write us back and let us help you a little further and watch some of those videos that Jonathan mentioned. I think it really will help with that issue. Absolutely. So, uh, Joe, hopefully answers your question. Good luck getting that working. And again, condolences uh, on the loss of your brother for sure. So. And Tim, I tell you what, we were doing Christmas cards. Like, so I sent out my Christmas mm -hmm. cards, and there were a couple names on there that are no longer with us from last year. So, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a bummer. And uh, we had a, a very nice man at our church just recently died of a heart attack. And, you know, it's like, you just never know. You know well, what I'm saying? It just you know, as, as old as I'm getting, Jonathan, I, I you ever had those, I, I seriously do this. I'm like, it'll be somebody's birthday on Facebook, and it might be somebody that I don't really talk about. Two and so maybe I haven't seen them since junior high, but we're still friends and we keep up through Facebook. I'll be like, I better go make sure they're still around, you know, mm -hmm. because I've done that before. Happy birthday. And somebody said, oh, Melody died like two years ago. I was like, what? I didn't even know. So anyway, I don't know where we're off on that. but Well, because, uh, because, because of Joe. Of That's Joe why and... I was about to say we're off. Anyway, of Joe. Joe, we want you to know that we really do sincere. We, we get it, man. It's tough when you, especially when you lose somebody. But it sounds like you must have had a really cool brother. <laughs> I'm gonna and just one more thing is that um, I thought about him the other day is uh, guys uh, we miss Louis a lot. Yeah, I mean for and sure. Louis was a big part of our cater pair tips here. If you guys, uh, you guys probably don't know that if you're watching tonight for the first time, but Louis kind of helped us get the live show up and running. Without Louis, uh, we wouldn't have a live show. Um, he was a big part of the team here at Arcade Repair Tips for basically 
the whole time he that uh, the live show's been in existence up until the time he passed away, which is what two years ago now. Golly, sounds like it. Uh, yeah, but uh, Louis was a great friend and a good guy, and we miss him all the time. And so, um, you know, just uh, without him, there'd be no live show. So, thank you, Louis, up there. Uh, you know, wherever you are, where. Well, you know, you know he's in the arcade where the games never break right uh, now. <laughs> I think that's a good way to that's, say it. Though. That's where we all want to go, right? Absolutely. <laughs> all so, the games are working. <laughs> with that in mind, let me go over to the live channel. Let's do some catching up here real quick. Uh, let's see. Um, arcade Survival. Where can I find a Fix-It Felix PC? So they didn't make a PC game. And a lot of people who build the Fix-It Felix cabinets do use that PC game uh, for their builds. I'm not sure where to find that, but I'm sure there's enough research on the internet there that you can. I've seen it. In some of the builds, too. Right. So it's not a real board. It's no. a game that they take in and they hack. They hook up a computer and then they emulate okay. it on a, on a they emulate it on a computer board, typically. I don't think there's an actual PCB that runs it. That's what So, it yeah, I think yeah. it was all, like, everything is basically just a PC emulation of the game, and so which was released by Disney. And some people have cloned it and made, like, a basically the exact same game, but they've reprogrammed it to run on minimal hardware and stuff. And so if you do enough searches, you'll probably find it. But I don't know exactly off the top of my head where you can find that so sorry about that uh let's see jumping general the jamma setup is in uh is in my double dragon cabinet it will run double dragon fine but it will not fully power up the altered beast board yeah it's possible so sega games as a whole are pretty power hungry so it is possible that it's not getting enough juice whenever you're whenever you're switching the boards in between them and so you may need to turn up that power supply but it's also possible you have a problem with your altered beast board right. um you know mm -hmm. so i mean i i think that's the same system as like moonwalker and so that may have a suicide battery on it and mm -hmm. so if it works without the switcher then it's definitely a problem with the switcher right but if, right. if it works if it if it doesn't work without the switcher then you probably have a board problem so plug it in plug it in before you plug in the switcher and see if the board by itself works if it does then there may be some compatibility with the switcher as well some of those switchers and the way the pins are wired are a little different depending on the game we talk about this a lot, Tim. Even though JAMA is a standard, it's not completely standard. So right. some boards have kind of different um, pins and things like that that they use or for Or an extra things. ground or something like that. Right, yeah. exactly. So make sure that you might want to make sure just that the standard that um, that Ultra Beast is using is the same standard that your switcher is using, vice versa. So uh, let's see. YouTube Punk is here, Tim. Hello. Says, again. Uh, Arcade Survival says, I've had pins break inside the edge connectors, so check it to the board. Absolutely. Mm. Well, we have had pins break inside the edge connectors, too. Many times. And you can repin them, okay, but you have to know it's broken in order to do that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, let's see. Uh, let's, uh, NTR President, Evening Gents, anyone have Link's podcast on repairing newer current day video and redemption games? So, Tim has done a lot of that. In fact, that the last part of most of your experience when you were working at Mr. Gaddy's was pretty much all that, correct? Yeah, and I would say that, um, there's really not a good source like um, most of your manufacturers um, are, are, are now shooting some type of video or the, the manuals themselves are pretty detailed. Um, but I don't really know of a, like a, a dedicated uh, channel or something like that, unless I'm wrong, um, to that. But uh, by all means, if you have a question, uh, we do have quite a bit of experience in that area and we can try to help you. But... I always had a lot of luck calling ICE or Coastal Amusements or even Sega or anybody. Bay Most Tech. of them, they want you to buy parts from them. They usually want to try Baytech, uh, Betson. A lot of those people will help you um, troubleshoot pretty good. So I never really had much trouble with that. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Okay. There we go. I think we're all caught up. And Angelina says a new harness available for uh, for Pandora is like fifteen ninety nine. Yeah, again, 
try to go with something quality. Um, the reason we like Holland computers because, like I said, we we know Bill and we know that the harness itself is very solid. Right. But we've we've used some cheap Chinese ones before that were awful. Yeah, awful, you get, awful. You do kind of get awful, what you awful. pay for. Plus, they're labeled and it makes it so much easier. Right, and like the color coding, we've had ones where the color coding was not standard. Right. Okay, so like <laughs> your your five volts is like brown or something like yeah. that, and you're like, what the heck? And and it's not that that's a bad thing. You can still wire it up and everything. It's just that it's really nice when you use standard wire colors. Mm -hmm. Big time. So, uh, again, um, just highly recommend the Jamma Harness from uh, from HollandComputers.com. And we have a whole video about it, why we recommend it. You guys need to check that out <coughs> if you haven't already. Excuse so. me. Okay, Tim. Well, this next question is where the title for the show comes from tonight. So, Barn Sale Rush with Rusty Stuff. Right, okay. So, let's get to Alex's question real quick so we can talk about it. So... <coughs> Alex says, hi, I have been in the U.S. Army for 19 years now, and this is my last year. Congratulations, right off the bat. A couple years ago, I bought two San Francisco Rush 2049 cabinets <coughs> from a barn sale in California, Tim. Barn sale. Um, I spent some time on them and was able to get both of the cabinets working. I replaced a bunch of parts, cleaned <coughs> them up, and fixed the solder on some rusty stuff. Rusty stuff. There you go, Tim. The problem is one of the cabinet monitors does not work or does not come on at all, right? It just keeps clicking and does not turn on. I don't know what to do. When I leave the army, I would like to get them working so I can play with my sons. Is there any advice you can give me? <coughs> Maybe a good site where I can buy re a replacement monitor. Thanks for the help. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm just <clears throat> okay. a little choked. But let's okay. Roll. okay, well, I was about to say, I know <laughs> we got a little emotional there in the last segment. I hope we didn't catch no, you off guard. No, I think or... I just got to swallow something wrong. Okay. So we have Alex here, Tim, and he's got two <coughs> Rush 2049s that he actually got in a barn sale, right? Mm. Okay, so we got them in a barn sale. And he's he's saying that he got them both working, but now one of the monitors is just clicking, okay? So that's kind of a dead giveaway. Yes. That's, that's a real indicator mm -hmm. there, the clicking, that there's something going on. Tim, what do you think's going on with the cabinet that is <sighs> where the monitor is clicking here on Alex's um, San Francisco Rush 2049 cabinets? Well, if I can talk here, Jonathan... Um, most of the time when we hear that clicking noise, it's a it's the high voltage line. Uh, it's a that click is a sound. It's kind of like a warning. Um, think of it in a modern monitor. You might have a beep or a light or something. Um, normally, like if your computer or your laptop, you turn on it beeps at you. Right. Then you know something is wrong. And sometimes those clicks, they're letting them know that something's wrong. Usually, there's it needs a cap kit or something like that you can rebuild those monitors i would highly recommend that he tries to rebuild it or if nothing else send it off for repair for he tries to buy a new one as they have got quite pricey these days absolutely um, but you can get a new monitor and there's several places that sell them and uh you can even go with a lcd replacement now but we're always going to recommend that you re uh, replace what you got so if your game is actually what we should ask the question is, is what we talk about a lot, is the game playing blind? In other words, do you still hear the game and you just get no picture? That's normally common when the monitor goes out, but the game is still working, so all you have to do is repair the monitor. Now, if you're not hearing any gameplay, the game won't coin up, the game makes no sound, there's no other lights, then you may not have a monitor issue at all. You may just have something else. Another thing that you could do is you could switch and hook up the other monitor to the other cabinet, kind of butt them back to back or side by side, and you could see if the monitor on that, then you would know 
that it's the monitor. Am I making sense? Yeah. But anyway, um, couple. But it's probably something wrong with your high voltage. It's clicking like that. It's not getting the correct power. You got a hot going bad. You got a flyback that could be ticking. A lot. If it's a Neotech monitor, I can tell you for a fact there's always a cap right in the very middle of that chassis that likes to tick like that. And that thing will make you think it's a bomb fixing to go off, and maybe it is. So be careful <laughs> with it. Don't let it uh, tick forever. But uh, you definitely need to rep repair or replace that chassis. And I would go that route. Uh, if you've been in the military for 19 years, thank you for your service, by the way. Uh, you're probably not super rich because <laughs> we don't pay the military guys anywhere near what we should just like teachers, but you, if you want to be conservative with your money and you probably have learned some skills in the military, so you probably soldering and stuff would, uh, would not be a big challenge to you. So why not try to repair it? And I think that would be the best route. Absolutely. So Tim, I'm going to go ahead and put <coughs> this up here real quick so we can talk about it. <clears throat> so it does sound like you're having HV or high voltage shutdown on your monitor chassis, just like Tim said. HV shutdown is usually caused by an issue with components on the on the high voltage line. Could be a bad flyback, a bad horizontal output transistor, bad capacitor, broken solder joint, bad voltage regulator. We can go on and on and on. Something on that power supply line, though. You might start off this repair by removing the chassis, touching up the solder on all the parts on the HV line, and checking the components listed. We would also recommend installing the cap kit while you have it have the chassis out if it's been a while since the last recap. So anytime we remove a chassis, if we have not done a cap kit to it within like the last 10 years, five years, right. we're probably just going to do the cap kit because Might we already well. have the chassis out and it's a pain to put it in and out and not do something to it. So um, we would definitely recommend the cap kit while you have the chassis out. So make sure you order the cap kit that comes with the filter caps, right Tim? Yes. Very important when we're dealing with high voltage issues that we get those filter caps because those can be the ones that are bad. Um, and you can go the LCD replacement route if you wish, like Tim mentioned. In driving cabinets, Tim, this seems to be a very popular way for people to replace the monitors just yeah. with that. But again, if you're looking for the most cost effective way, like Tim mentioned, mm -hmm. a repair would probably be better. So um, Tim, any other advice here for Alex before we move on? Yeah, like I said, it could be a flyback. They do tend to tick and make noise like that, too, like cracks and stuff in them. So be real careful around it. I wouldn't run it too long like that. Don't just let it keep going. Um, just, I would probably, uh, as long as the game is playing, you hear it. You know you got a monitor issue. I would work on replacing or repairing that chassis. Yeah, the fact that it, it was working, like, Pre, like recent, if it was working recently, it could just be a cold solder joint. But I would go ahead and recap it while I have it out. You yeah, know what I mean because you're you're pulling the chassis out, you might as well do something to it. Uh, go ahead and recap it while you got it out. Do the repair. Try it again. If it's still having issues at that point, we can go further down the line. We can check voltage regulators, hot, flyback, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I mean, but um, but if it's if it was recently working, it may just be a cold solder joint. Normally, when I hear that ticking, though, it's automatically makes me think flyback or a, ca a cap. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, uh, Delusional said the same thing. So, Nate says, I normally don't suggest LCD replacement on games. However, these racers do look fine um, and even better sometimes. I'm not exactly sure if it's the PCB, if the PCB has a VGA port, but an LCD is fine for this. And um, that's pretty much the popular opinion when it comes to racing games is that LCDs are they okay enough. But, mm -hmm. man, I'm still going to try the repair if it's me. 
Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to keep it original. Uh, let's see. Delusional says look for cracks in the flyback. Voltage regulator may be bad. So um, <clears throat> there you go. Uh, let's see. Also, the light bulb test. Absolutely. The light bulb <laughs> test. And uh, he says Mike's amateur monitor repair. But I believe our friend... Um, uh, uh, with Paul, our friend Paul also has a video on that. Okay, good. So, um, at paulsmonitors.com. So yeah, both of those, they will show you how to do the light bulb test, which is very handy when checking voltage, the high voltage line on a monitor. Very so good. So make sure you do that. And, uh, let's see. I think that's all the comments on this. Um, Extra Lives Arcade. Any ideas on where to get a modern Buck Hunter uh, Safari PC? I guess a working one. Mm -hmm. Um, so is there anywhere... Is there anywhere you could get like a, um, I guess a big buck kind of replacement? You can contact. Um, is that um, that's um, what's Sammy. the name of the company? Is it Sammy Sagan? Is it Sega? Yeah, I think it's Sega now. Okay, I can't remember. I can't remember because it's changed a lot since. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I mean. Um, because one's incredible technologies, right? Mm -hmm. Like one of the Buck Hunter games is, and True. the other one is. You can contact contact the company that makes it. So if that you're, is the you're really, Sammy, realistically, your best bet is probably go to eBay. And yeah, find one. That's you can see if somebody's got working. one there. You can check various arcade forums like the um, KLOV, the Arcade Museum forums over there. That's a good one to go to, um, and just ask around. But if you contact the company, they can usually they'll usually do an advanced replacement, right, Tim? They mm -hmm. will ship you a replacement, and you will send yours back, and they will charge you like a thousand bucks. Yeah, uh, it's, I don't know. It's a thousand, but they're going to charge you something for that. So you can try to contact the actual company if you want to, um, who makes it. Like I said, there's different versions of Buck Hunter. There's a, there, there's one that was made by Sega slash Sammy, and there's another one. There's another one made by Incredible Technologies. And so I'm not exactly sure. Uh, it depends on which one you have, but if you contact whichever company it is directly, they may be able to help you out. Sure. So uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, yeah, let's see. Raw thrills. Raw thrills. That's it. Raw thrills. Yes. So Buck Hunter's raw thrills. Thank you. So you see, see Tim. I can't uh -huh. remember these things. So raw thrills. That's true. So yeah, do um, you can contact um, contact raw thrills and which is bets and yeah, bets imperial. And, bets uh -huh. and imperial. So there you go. Uh, but there is a Sega Sammy like Buck Hunter one. I forget what that one's called, but that's got a different name, uh -huh. right? Yeah. So, Extreme uh, hunting. Yeah. Or something yeah. Like that. Exactly. There's they they've made a lot uh -huh. of them now. So anyway. Okay, I think we're all caught up. Are we Are we caught up? I think so. Okay, there you go. Um, yeah, Bobby says, I buy the $14 part for the LCD while you have the monitor repaired. You, I mean, yeah, if you wanted to put the LCD in temporarily while you have the monitor repaired, you could do that too. Mm -hmm. You can buy the um, the little conversion board. If it doesn't have the VGA output already, you can buy the Gombas 8200 conversion board thing and hook up an LCD in there while we're waiting on the um, on the CRT to get repaired. If you want to if you want to be able to run it. If it's for your house, I know that's not as much of a concern, but if you got it on location, Tim, that's a big big deal. Big so, deal. Yeah. Exactly. Keep the stuff running. So Okay, Tim, I think we're all caught up now. Let us go to our next question from Andre. And Andre says I have a Marvel versus Capcom 2 that had no issues until some until I did some cleaning in the interior of the cabinet. When I start up now, it boots up to a copyright screen then blacks out. Do you know any reason why this would happen? I am a beginner in my knowledge of arcade cabinets. I checked the Naomi and ran the self-test and got good status. Also, it is, is it safe to leave the cabinet open so I can adjust the monitor? I noticed the CRT has a rubbered anode cap on it. Oh, so, Tim, we have uh, Andre here. He is new at this. Okay. Has not done it long, but he's done some things that he should have done, like a self-test. <coughs> and right. so, um, overall, though, he's, he, he says it was working fine until he tried to clean it, and now mm -hmm. he's getting, like, it'll bounce up to the copyright screen and then just black. And yeah. so, what do you think's going on with <coughs> um, Andre's um, 
Marvel vs. Capcom 2 here. Well, quit cleaning, cleaning your games. I'll work better dirty, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I, man, I feel your frustration because it's like you just... But a lot of times when you're, when you're cleaning, you can easily just bump something. Something could come unplugged. So, so don't fret. It's probably not a huge deal, especially if you're going... And I like what he did. He went into the test, and he saw that the test came back good. Right. Um, which is a good way to start. Um, but it's, you could easily bump your power supply or something and just barely touching that thing can actually cut the voltage down. That's where I would start. So we're always going to start at power. Right. We call it the ASAP approach. Always start at power. So I would check your voltage, make sure you're getting good voltage from the power supply to your main board. Check all those connectors. Like I said, it's really easy when you're in there cleaning and stuff, to do that. So don't beat yourself up. Um, everybody in this chat room, I'm sure, and us included, have been in your shoes. Uh, you try to clean a game, you try to do something, try to move it across the room, and it quits working. Um, we always say, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Yep. But we do like to clean our games, and we do think that they will last longer if they will run better if they are clean and not corroded with dust or layers of dust. Um, so it's not a bad idea, and I think he did the right thing, but probably just something uh, got, um, you know, bumped or moved or whatever. I, I can't really say for sure, but I hope, you know, nothing got wet and caused a, a damage. But if you'll check those voltages, you might just need to tweak them again a little bit. And I'm going to echo this because um, Naomi's are notoriously power hungry. And so mm -hmm. you do want to make sure that your voltage is maybe a little bit higher than what you normally set it out at. Plus, Naomi is a cartridge-based system. So you need to make sure that that cartridge is making a good connection to the board. That's very important. And so when you cleaned it, you may have, you know, you may have just accidentally moved that cartridge just enough for it to not make a good connection. You may need to lift the cartridge up, put it back on. You may have to do that a couple of times, Tim. We've actually had that happen before. Uh, so Naomi can be very picky about how those cartridges are set in there. So be mm -hmm. careful about that. But also make sure that your power supply is maybe a little bit higher. We talked about the 5.1 earlier in the in the show. That's maybe about 5.1 on Naomi too because it is a power hungry system that, that wants to make sure you get good voltage to it. So, um, but those would be the things that I would recommend and I, I think um, I think for that, you know, I think you'll be in good shape if you try those things. So we know that the self-test ran and it's working. So we mm. know that the, for the most part, the board and the it cartridge like should be in good shape. Up, yeah. Right, exactly. But um, but again, power and cartridge cartridge seating, sometimes that can be the case. So Tim, let me go ahead and throw this up here. For a beginner here, Andre, you've done a great job of troubleshooting so far. Running the self-test in the test service menu is a great place to start on an issue like this. Of course, it doesn't sound like the board or the cartridge are having an issue since everything came back good. It is well documented that Sega, is, Sega Naomi system is a notoriously power hungry system. You need to make sure that your power supply is adjusted to the correct voltage. It's a good idea to even bump it up a bit like we talked about, 5.05, 5.1 on the five volts line in order to ensure that the board is getting enough power. You may need to replace the power supply even if it's not gonna continue to do that. We also talked about the cartridge, Tim, and you can see the Marvel vs. Capcom cartridge here with the Naomi system in the picture that you sent us. If you, un you may need to take the cartridge out and plug it back in a couple of times to make sure that's making that good connection. We've had we've had those um, for some reason. I don't know if it's just because they're sensitive or whatever, but sometimes that connection of that cartridge to the board is very sensitive. And uh -huh. so you may need to unseat it, reseat it, unseat it, reseat it a couple of times just to make sure that it's in there really good. That's very common. In fact, Nate echoed that too, Tim. 
Um, yeah, and you can get one to three different errors from not having the Naomi cartridge in tight. That is true. Um, but the fact that you're not getting an error, though, to me, almost makes me lean more to port power supply. Because I feel like if the cartridge wasn't seated properly, we'd probably get a self-test error. But that's not necessarily the case. So make sure that you do unseat it at least once, reseat it, and make sure it's making that good connection. So... Um, anything else here, Tim, for Andre before we move on? I don't think so. Sounds good. So, Andre, hopefully I answered your question. If you need additional help, please let us know. And good luck getting that uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 back up and running. Great game, Tim. We yeah. have one of those. Oh, yeah. We love that game. Yeah, we have mm. one of those. So, um, And, Tim, I think this is our last one before we get to the quick question and answer. Okay. So, this one's from Mark, guys. So, let's go ahead and take Mark's question here real quick. Uh, Mark says, hi, I've watched several of your videos and they're great. I am learning quite a bit from them. I purchased a Galaxian that has a 60-in-1 IK board conversion in it. It came with a new JAMA wiring harness. I have printed out the pinouts, but I'm still unsure, or still not sure, exactly how to wire in the new harness. Do the following wires go to the joystick? And he says, uh, pin 18, one player up, pin 19, one player down, pin 20, uh, one player left, pin 21, one player right. Do I disregard the two player up, two player down, two player left, two player right, two player buttons, one through four and one player buttons one through four only buttons on the console are the fire button and the one and two player start buttons also with this conversion do i disregard the coin counters and lockout coils is there a conversion to replace the crt with either an lcd or led computer monitor thank you very much mark so tim we really have about three different questions here <laughs> um the first one here he's asking about is um how do we do the wiring on a 60 in one what what pins do we wire up here and so right. his first question was like okay do i wire up the joystick to the one player directional directional wires yes and that is a yes correct now he's saying can i disregard everything else well yeah if, if you're only going to need what Two buttons? Well, only three. one button. He only one has one. a fire he button because he's got a Galaxian. Galaxian. Right, he's, okay. a, he's got a Galaxian. So he only needs the one the uh, the one button for fire, basically. And so in this particular case, the player one button one wire would need right. to be hooked up. But everything else could be disregarded. Right? Sure could. So, um, And you don't want to forget about the start buttons either. Because you do have the start buttons. There are dedicated pins on JAMA for it's player, one, two, uh, player one and player two start buttons. And so make sure that those are hooked up as well. But once you do that, that's pretty much it. Now, keep in mind, Tim, we've talked about the Gunsmoke uh -huh. thing, where um, Gunsmoke originally required three buttons, but there's a setting in the dip switch to make it use one button. And so if you want to play Gunsmoke on the 16-1 board, you may need to modify that. But other than that, pretty much every other game on the 16-1 can be played with just one button for the most part. It's not the ideal way, because you uh -huh. have games like Kicks that have slow and fast draw, and you've uh -huh. got um, Super Cobra that has like a fire and a bomb and stuff like that. But you can play most everything else with one button. Right. right. So um, so just player one button one plus the player one joystick directions should be all you need as far as the controls are concerned on the 60 and one board. Uh, Tim, what about the lockout coils and the coin counters? What yeah, can you, you, do don't, you don't need those. Yeah. those. Those were for operators just to keep up with how much money they were making. Um, there's no, unless you just want to hook them up and see how many plays you play, uh, there's no sense in it. Just, right. Now, what about a CRT or what about using an LCD monitor in, with the 61 board? Can we do that? Can we use the, the LCD with it? Is there like a conversion or something like of that? Of course. Yes. Yeah. Plenty so, of them. <laughs> in fact, with this, we don't even have to use a, a video converter board no. because the 61 has what, Tim? It has a video output on the board. Correct. And so all it, all it requires you to do is to change a dip switch, which we'll talk about here in a second because we got another question about that. But uh, if you change, I think it's the, um, the second dip switch, if you change that. 
that to I think the on position that'll do the VGA output. Mm -hmm. And like I said, we'll talk about that here in a second. And all you have to do at that point is just install an LCD and hook it up. Right. And if you but want, but of course, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, you. Well, I was just thinking, but of course, everybody in the chat room and us are probably going to scream. Why not just leave it a Galaxy and leave it alone and build you a sixty and one? <laughs> But it's to each his own, right? That's not what his question was. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I don't know how, I mean, the Galaxian may not have been working. Board may have been missing, Tim. We don't know. So, yeah. hey, do do what you want to do with your Galaxian cabinet market. Mm -hmm. So, but the, I think the answer is all the questions, right? Yeah. So, player one directions, player one button one, only ones you need for controls. Make sure you hook up player one and player two start buttons and you'll be good to go. Um, don't need the lockout or the, count, the, the um, coin counters unless you just want to. And then, yes, LCD is um, definitely... Uh, an option because you have a VGA output on the board. So Tim, let's just go ahead and summarize all that. Yes, the player one up, player one down, player one left, player one right wires go to the joystick. You can disregard the rest except for the player one button one wire and it will go to the fire button on your control panel. Make sure you hook up the player one and player two start wires to their respective locations as well. You do not need to hook up the coin counter and lockout coils. They are not required for the game to operate. And uh, make sure you change that um, gun smoke setting like we talked about, Tim, uh, to where you basically you hit the fire button and it shoots all three directions. As for the CRT to LCD conversion, you can accomplish this by changing the video output dip switch on the 60 and one board to VGA mode and hooking up the hooking up an off-the-shelf LCD screen. We do recommend you can do it off the shelf, but we do recommend a commercial grade arcade quality LCD, which you can get from Holland Computers, Twisted Quarter, um, Arcade Shop, or wherever fine arcade monitors are sold, right, Tim? Yeah. So um, you can get those pretty much anywhere. So I mean it's up to you if you want to go that route, but if your monitor is working, eh, leave it in there at least till it dies, right? So mm -hmm. Anything else for Mark, Tim, before we move on? No, I don't think so. Thank you, Mark, for it. I think it's some good, with some really good questions, though, that um, might have some simple answers, but at the same time, we've all been there. So thank you for for asking. We hope that you understood everything. If not, email us back. Let us know you need some clarification. Absolutely. So good luck with your project, Mark, and uh, let us know how it goes with all of the, all of the uh, suggestions that we made to you. So... Uh, over here, um, let's see, Nate says a board. Yep, the board has the VGA straight plug and play on that. That is right, 61s have a VGA port on it, which is nice. Um, let's see, um, Nate says if it's operating and just wants free play, disregard the whole coin section. That's true. So you could, you, yeah, you may not have to hook up the coin section either if you're just going to do free play. I mean, that's up Correct. to you. Totally up to you. If you want to do coin, but the coin counter and the coin lockout, you still don't need those necessarily. Mm -mm. Um, you can just hook up the coin wires up to your, um, up to the coin switches and, and it'll operate on coin play like that. You won't have the counts, you won't have the lockout, but those things, we don't always hook those up anyway. So, yeah. I mean, the counter is only really um, important if you're going to do auditing. So if you're going to audit your coin drops, and the lockout is for security, right, Tim? Correct. So I mean, and so if you're worried about people getting into your game, you may want to hook up the lockout. But mm. I mean, for the most part, if it's a home game, you probably aren't worried about that. So, um, Angelina says you could just buy one up. That is true. Mm. <laughs> if you want to go that route, um, and and not tear apart a nice Galaxian, but for sure. uh, you know, again, to each their own. It's your cabinet. Do what you want to with it. So. Okay, Tim, well, it's that time of the show where we do the quick question and answers. And so I've got three questions. For those of people who don't know, I rapid fire three uh, questions to Tim, and he rapid fires the answers back to us. And uh, these are quick ones, okay. so they're not as long as some of the ones we've already covered. And so I will go ahead and do that now. Let us get to the three questions for this episode, Tim. The first question is from BH and kind of follows along with what we just answered. I've got a 60-in-1 JAMA PCB board, and the VGA output does not work. Why not? Please help. 
Uh, we have the chef next. Hello, I've got an original tabletop tiger heli arcade game, and it works great until after 15 or 10 minutes, and the screen flips 180 degrees. Any okay. idea what could cause that? And then we have Jumping General, who's actually in the in the live chat with us tonight. Where is the game today that you picked up in the How to Find Your Arcade Games video? What year was that film? So, Tim, okay. you're going to have to use your, your, Man, uh, your way back machine head, yeah. there on that one. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, answer these questions. We've got BH with the VGA output on 60 and 1. We have The Chef with Tiger Heli and screen flipping on a cocktail cabinet. And we have Jumping General with um, Where's That Game Today and What Year Was That Film? So, right. uh, Tim, let's go ahead and take <coughs> BH's first. Okay, we have a 60 and 1. I've got my thing hooked up to the VGA port. Why is it not working? Well, probably because the dip switch is on the wrong setting, and switch two should be on the on position. Just like or we said you, in the previous question. Or you got a bad board. Yeah, and 61 bad boards, common. Common. Uh, the chef here, um, so I have my, my Tiger Heli, and for some reason, after 10 or 15 minutes, it wants to flip the screen. Yeah. eight degrees. I'm wondering if it's in cocktail mode. Right. And same thing, a dip switch setting, you need to turn that off because it thinks it's player two's turn and it's flipping over. Right. Could quite possibly. That's where I would start. Right. And then Jumping General. So, uh, Tim, I'm going to give you a little bit of a, I'm going to help you. Okay. Uh, this video <laughs> was say. a black tiger that we picked up from Vince that we used to see at the trade day. Oh, so wow. Do you remember this? Yes. Okay. With the killer... <laughs> Pomeranian. Yeah, so the killer Pomeranian dogs. He he bred Pomeranian dogs. Wow. And then he also sold video games at Trades Days. And so, um, with that in mind, Tim, do you remember what happened to the Black Tiger? Because I don't, I, I'm sure we sold it at some point, but I couldn't tell you um, uh, where or when. It seems like it got converted into something. Yes. I don't so, remember. Um, do you know when that video was shot? I don't remember. Okay, 2005. Wow. Okay, so I would have thought earlier than that, but yeah, that was before we we had a YouTube channel. Um, yeah. That was that was like I guess just when YouTube was becoming a thing, even. So mm -hmm. um, yeah. So um, if you go back and watch that video, um, we don't know what happened to the Black Tiger. I'm sure it got sold, and then um, uh, as we far don't as know the what video, happened to Vince. yeah, exactly. As far as the <laughs> video, it was shot in 2005. So there you go. Okay, well let me put this up here real quick, Tim, so mm -hmm. we can all uh, talk about what you just said here. So to be an H, like Tim mentioned, make sure that you have the display mode dip switch set to set to the on position switch to um, for VGA output. If you're if you got that set and you're still not getting VGA output, you could have a bad board. It's very common. Okay, uh, 61 boards are made cheaply, and so sometimes they don't operate so great. So um, again, try to switch that dip switch. See if it helps you out. On the chef, Tim mentioned, um, it's a tabletop slash cocktail game, which they're designed to flip when the second player's turn. So you can turn this off. Okay, and that's going to be dip switch four on bank A. If you turn that to the off position, you can turn that off. But that's there so that the screen will flip properly for the second player. Now, if you have it in a cabinet where you only have a one player side, you may want to turn off cocktail mode, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it just depends. Um, so, um, but if you want to turn off the flipping, more than likely it is due to the cocktail mode dip switch. And jumping general, here you go. Black Tiger that we picked <laughs> up has long been sold. Video was shot in 2005. And the guy in the video, Vince, was a um, console video game seller at, at, at that would go to different local trade days events in our area and sell dogs. And he would also sell um, console video games. And so um, there you go. That Black Tiger was a nice cabinet. It was a Williams. Yeah, I can't. I'm still trying to remember what exactly we did with that. Yeah, I mean, I've got a Williams cabinet over there, but I know that's not it. You know what? That may have then We may have sold that to Stan. Maybe. That seems like one of the ones Stan made. That sounds like it. Yeah, I was about to say. So that may have gone, that may be in Stan's <laughs> collection. And I'm sure if it's in Stan's collection, it's probably a Williams game now. It probably went back to whatever it was. Because uh, Stan tends to convert things back. Mm -hmm. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if that ended up at Stan's. But I'm not sure. It may have ended up at auction. 
Yeah, so, maybe so. Or I may have ended up some, somewhere else. Guys, we've gone through so many games. I can't remember all the games we've gone through anymore. Literally at that time, and then from 2005 to probably 2010, hundreds of games. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it was mm. it was busy. So, yeah, I mean, and that was a great pickup. He got that thing for little nothing, and we traded him. Um, I think I put together an old computer with a whole bunch of console game emulators on that so he could play, like, different games he got didn't get to play and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's basically all we trade him for it. Um, and, uh, I mean, it was a good deal, and, uh, I, I know we had it in your game room for a while. Like, mm-hmm. I remember it, but, uh, after, after he left Tim's game room, who knows? Could have gone anywhere, because, like I said, we were rotating through games as fast as we could at that point, so. But if you haven't watched that video, it's pretty interesting. Like I said, it's from 2005, Tim, and it was shot on, with my old cam, 8mm camcorder that I converted wow. the video over to, and so it's an 8mm mm-hmm. film, which is pretty bad quality. It's in 4x3, because it was shot in 4x3, and, I mean... Golly, I mean, that was before we ever thought about YouTube. That was before YouTube was even a thing. Right. So, um, in fact, I just released that video just because I found the video one day. (laughs) One of these days, when I when I when I die, Tim, there's gonna be so much. Somebody's gonna go through all the arcade repair tips, like unreleased footage, and be like, "Man, there's enough here to make three more DVDs." (laughs) 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 But uh, anyway, so yeah, I just found that and I put it out there, and uh, and so there you go. I thought it was a fun video. Because it was was like before, it was before Arcade Repair Tips, really. It was funny, though, to to tell that story. If you guys that haven't seen it, some of you have probably been here a while and you've never seen that video. It was one of the first ones we ever shot. It was funny. Uh, It wasn't staged or anything. Uh, We ran across, when we got to this guy's house, it said, beware of dogs. Yep. And so we're thinking we're fixing to get attacked by Rottweilers, Doberman Pinchers, uh, German Shepherds, something and the guy raised Pomeranians, and our ankles were not safe, but they, 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 they were pretty friendly dogs. I guess he did that to scare off anybody, but we had no idea what we were getting into. I'll never forget that day, though. That was a fun day. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the thing about Vince is he lived out in the middle of nowhere, and, I mean, basically just traded. He, he had, like, a little, um, you saw mm-hmm. it in the video. He lived in a little trailer and was very content with what he had, raising the dogs, playing video games all day. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, hey, man, mm-hmm. that kind of sounds like the life sometimes. You know, you right. got a piece of land, everything's paid for, and you're just going to trade days and trading games to play other games. And so, you <laughs> If know. you ever want to see a, a snapshot of real Texas life, backwoods country, this is the one. That's it. Right? <laughs> so, absolutely. So, um, But there you go. Uh, Tiger Heli, totally forgot about that game. Yeah, I know. Golly, it was, you know, it was crazy. So, mm-hmm. um, let's see here. Jumping General, I didn't need what I found inside, but I picked up a clutch hitter cabinet in a friend's garage, and there was a live possum at the bottom. Oh, wow. It happens. A, a, a live breathe, a live one. Live so Not possum. dead, okay. Yeah, that's right, live. Oh, that's always interesting. Yeah, you know, you never know what you're going to find. People put arcade games wherever. Uh, they'll put them in the garage. They'll put them in their barn. I mean, barn sale, right? Uh, like tonight, right. barn. I mean, they'll put them wherever. Uh, Tim's got it. Tim picked up a Tron cabinet out of a barn for what, fifteen bucks? I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, golly, I mean, it's just. I mean, people will just they'll stash them anywhere. Um, you probably have you heard the famous Tim story about uh, him going to get his Mortal Kombat two and like you're walking around this dude's house and he's got arcade games everywhere. Yeah. At the guy's house. <laughs> right. So um, yeah, I mean, like just some guy just had arcade games everywhere. Washing so. machine, dryer, arcade game. <laughs> uh, you know, it's like. Yeah. Refrigerator, arcade, arcade game, game next right. to it. <laughs> yeah, it was, so, it was kind of interesting. Exactly. So, I mean, just never know where people are going to put these things. So, it is what it is. Well, Tim, I think it's that time of the year and that All time right. of the show. Yeah. Where we um, we open some gifts. Let's do it. So, I need to cue some... Uh, 
Christmas some, music or something? Royalty-free Christmas music, but I'm happy, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if somebody would like to hum in the live chat or, or um, you know, maybe you can just list what your favorite Christmas songs are while we open this. And so um, I've got Tim's here right. and the Santa paper. Jonathan always does a lot better job at rapping and stuff than I do. I, Jonathan, I, this is yours, and I always opt out for thank the... You. Easy I was thinking I would do a video called The Art of Rapping, like ART Arcade Repair Tips. Ah, the Art of Rapping. No? I see. Because I learned how to rap, like at one point... Um, you got more patience than me. Looks well, pretty good. You should, I can rap gifts fast now. I'm fast. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, I, I learned how to rap at one point, and I was like, I'm always going to rap things, because once you know that, once you have that skill, you need to use it. So, there All you right. go. Okay. Well, who's going first? I think you should go first. Oh, okay. I'll let you go first. You're going to uh, be like my... Um, my We're filming rap, it, I mean. My mother, uh, grandmother always saved the bows, right? You don't right? have to save them. Okay. <laughs> All right. You can just open it. Let's see. I do try to make it uh, TV friendly okay. to open, you know. Like, you remember, like, on sitcoms where they just lift the top of the box or whatever? It's and definitely just... uh, in a prime box. Yeah, everything's in a prime box. <laughs> everything is everything, right. Literally everything. Okay. So, inside, it looks like some goodies. Oh, yeah. This is looks like a... Lowe's gift card. Hey, for the man who needs tools I or anything else. Always, always, always. And then, oh, this is so cool. You're you're not going to believe this. Did you um, get that one already? No. Oh, okay. Well, I did. I did. <laughs> oh, okay. But not for me. Oh. And I told you. got my, for somebody else. <laughs> well, this is going to be a cool story. Okay. You're going to like this. Okay. I saw this particular shirt. Okay. And I thought, it's just different. It says, Cowboys on the front. And then it's kind of gray on the back. It's a performance tee. Yeah. With wicking material. It's almost, yeah. It's it's Wicking. It's, it's different. It's like almost Under like. Armor. Yeah, it's almost like something. It's like, it's not just your normal t-shirt. It's a little nicer. Right. And when I, immediately when I saw it, I was attracted to it. And I was wanting to buy it. And I thought, you know what? I'm fixing to go to Germany. My friend Andy is a huge Cowboys fan. I'm going to get that shirt for him. And I told my wife, but it was the last one. And I was in Gun Barrel City, Texas. And I said, you need to check. And I'll have to show her this one tonight. Because I said, you need to check and see if the Tyler Walmart has it. Because I would really like to have one of them. And, of course, you didn't know any of that. Nope. So, what a cool what a cool shirt. Uh, you can't beat it. Um, I like got, that one, too. Yeah. You said so you wanted cowboy shirts. So yeah. We so went cowboys instead of arcade. There you go. Cowboys. Established 1960. Almost same time as me yep and uh so uh, thank you jonathan thank you thank you you're welcome so um yeah i told you that well i already know that my son is getting me a cd lamb jersey so oh, he, okay. he could you ever have one of your kids that gets something that he was so excited he could not tell me oh, yes. <laughs> but he wanted to make sure he got the right size and everything so he's really excited so um, he got some kind of special deal on them, but it's an authentic C.D. Lamb jersey, so I will take it. Right. And But I said, I need some regular shirts just so I can wear around and everything. And, Jonathan, you nailed it. As usual, always a good gift giver, and thank you very much. Okay. I'm ready for you to open uh, yours. To open There's three things in there. We are so. we are Cowboys fans, so, I mean, you can't. You can't <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. Kind we of got thing. probably some haters in the, in the uh -oh, chat room. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Did I kill it? We killed the track. We killed the whole show. Yeah, I think we did. <laughs> we never, oops, we've never done that before. I'm trying to get this out of the way. Okay, are we still back? Sorry, <laughs> I think we killed the show there for a second. Um, I hit, I hit the, I hit the back button on the browser. Oh, okay. But it looks like we're back. Let me see. Are we, are we back? 
Somebody say something in good. the chat room. Okay. 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 <laughs> okay. There you go. That's why I get for for fat fingering something there. Okay. Here we go. There's okay. three things three in things. there. Three things. I'm just gonna cut. Oh, very nice. Wireless charging pad. With with the best team in in baseball on it. Okay. Yeah. And then I thought see. it's almost like a coaster too. It does. It looks like a coaster. I almost but it's a, but it's a charging it pad. And then oh, very nice. Oh, look at this. TV alignment tools, right, Tim? Yeah, it's a well, little bit different. It's a weller. Now this is actually for soldering. Oh, okay. It's got oh, gotcha. like a little yeah, yeah, yeah. brush cleaner for cleaning the things and for poking the holes. And it's made and by a weller. Wire brush, very nice. Yeah, it's it's specifically made for soldering. So it has different tips and things. Uh, you guys might can see the back here. Very nice. Where you use it to clean up the holes and stuff. And, you know, it's kind of like one of those tools. I like to get Jonathan tools over the years. I probably have uh, stocked him up pretty good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But sometimes I have to, I run across something. I'm like, I bet he doesn't have this. Do not. And so, and it, it's not huge. So hopefully you can use that. I'm to do some soldering. So you never know. I and one let me more. See. Oh, here we go. Of course, of course. Can't get enough Ranger t shirts for sure. So, absolutely, sir. Thank you very much. The same way. Yep. Now, so. I started to get you one, of course, that said world champions and stuff, but really can only wear that one year. Well. In our age, we keep t-shirts <laughs> for several years. That's true. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be uh, three years from now, world champions, you um, know. I'm probably going to still be wearing my world champions. <laughs> okay. Maybe, maybe not the best example. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, anyway, this one does say Rangers on it, and they are the world champions, so you they know are. this. They are. So, um, you can wear that wherever you, you, wherever you would like to wear it. Absolutely. So, you got the Rangers, I got the Cowboys. We're all covered. That's right. And I'll go ahead and put up what I got you here because I did put on the slide. So ah, okay. Right. Not that it's arcade related this year. This year, sometimes I try to get you arcade yeah. shirts, but like this year, I was like, you, you want Cowboys? I'm like, I'm going to get them Cowboys. So, and, and they're having such a good season, you know. Exactly. Some years that you don't want to wear it. But, you know, right, exactly. I'll so save it. You got what they call the end zone push shirt. That's what the first one was. That's you got the home stretch shirt. That's what the second one is called. Ah. And then you got the gift card. So there you go. Thank you. Thank uh, you. So, thank you. And thank you for my stuff because I can't have enough Texas Ranger shirts, especially with them being the world nope, champions. That's me. That's did, I, a, I'd say, did, did I mention they're the world champions? I was I'll trying to pick out which one. I'm like, what does it matter? They're all Ranger exactly. shirts. They're all matter. awesome. Feel like any of them. Absolutely. So I just hope you got um, the right And Angelina size. wanted to see our shirts. So okay. mine is pretty basic. It's just got the. Pac-Man with the ornament and then the trees as the as the little thing. And uh, mine, let's see if I can really get close. Looks kind of like the Donkey Kong thing. And it's got, uh, what's his name? Krampus. Krampus, right? yeah. It's got Krampus down here. You can really see it there. And anyway, he's going up the Donkey Kong thing. And then there's, there's the Krampus up here. And it's got the presents and stuff. I got this one last year. And like I said second year in a row i've worn it but i might switch it up next year we'll see absolutely um i don't know if the live chat's working so if you're listening to us um just send us a little thing on the live chat to let us know that you heard this <laughs> right uh, we had a little saying, technical yeah difficulty. since we had that technical difficulty i haven't seen anything so i'm like did anything come through are we okay everything okay so i mean yeah, it's kind of quiet yeah exactly so i mean hopefully everything hopefully we're still connected hopefully yeah yeah are we just going to go on? Uh, well, we're recording it no matter what. I'm sorry. That's my bad. I, I Like I was... Oh, we're working. Okay, thank you, Nate. Um, so, yeah, I just... I hit the, one of my little thumb um, buttons on my on my mouse is the back button. And I ah. accidentally had it hovering over the browser when we did it. So, okay, we're good. 
Okay. Thank you, Ken. Okay. Thank oh, you. <laughs> golly, so that's what we get. Hopefully we had just a second of delay there and everything else is okay. So um, anyway, so yeah, there you go. Um, Cowboys are doing good. We'll talk about that in the after show here in a bit. Um, Texas Rangers won the World Series. I can't say that enough. Tim, I love it that every time I watch a Cowboy game, they mention that because they show that <laughs> nice picture of AT&T Stadium and they're like, oh, look over there, Globe Life Field. That's the home of the world champion Texas Rangers yeah. right there. And we may talk, we may talk in the after show about... Uh, there's a lot of rumors going around about Las Vegas. Yeah. And maybe another Dallas team. That's true. So we'll see. We can talk about that too. We'll get there in the after show, guys. So <laughs> stay stay tuned for that. We still have a little bit more live show to do, even though we just did the gift exchange. So um, I tell you what, Tim. I think we should give away stuff. It's Christmas. Yeah, it's Christmas. So um, here's what I'm going to do. I don't have anything specific, but I have an entire box of stuff I want to give away. Okay. An entire box. And an so, entire um, box. Here's what we're going to do. If you're watching live tonight, okay, now you need to make this password good. I'm going to let you think about it for a second while I do all this other stuff, okay? Something that is Christmassy, but not easily guessable. Okay. Okay. Um, But this is what we're going to do. Uh, We're going to do the same thing we always do. You're going to send an email to contest at arcaderepairtips.com. This only goes for people who are watching it live. So if anything comes in after about um, 8 o'clock tonight... Uh, Central Time, then those those entries are out. So if you want to get your entry in, you got to get it in. So send an email to us at contest at arcaderepairtips.com. Make sure you include your name, your shipping address, and the password. Okay, it's a phrase. Oh, passphrase. Passphrase. And you can you can do one or two. Okay. Die Hard is or is not a Christmas movie. They, I love this. Die mm-hmm. Hard is or is not a Christmas movie. I think we debated this one. Yes. Now, right? <laughs> um, so Die Hard is or, or Die is Hard is not a Christmas, a Christmas movie. Either you one. Put, you put what you decide in there. That's going to be the phrase. So again, uh, write an email to contest at arcaderepairtips.com. Put your name, your shipping address, and then put the past phrase, Die Hard is slash is not a Christmas movie, depending on your opinion. Sounds right. good to me. And if you do that, I think we're just gonna sh- we're gonna ship prizes and as many prizes as we have to whoever responds. So a whole box of stuff. I got a whole box. A whole box. So um, if you get in before mm-hmm. eight o'clock Central Time tonight, you're gonna get something probably. So uh, <laughs> I mean, that's all I'll tell you. So um, and this will be the only time I think we'll mention it because it's when we're talking about the presents. So again, email contest at arcaderepairtips.com. Make sure you put your name, your shipping address, and the passphrase "Die Hard Is" or "Die Hard Is Not." A Christmas movie. That is up to you. But um, if you send that in, there's a very good likelihood you will get something. So right. there you go. We're going to be Christmassy. Movie. And we're just going right. to, you know, me and Tim got each other presents. We'll just give everybody else a present too. Right. So there we go. Um, so get those in. And again, um, before 8 o'clock Central Time. So you have another hour and 15 minutes. And this is not, this will be the last time we mention it the entire show. Okay. Done. So there you go. We're done. So Tim, let us move into our discussion portion of the show real okay. quick. And uh, Tim, the first bit of news we have here is a sad one, I know, for you because um, Chucky was, uh, the animatronic Chucky, you worked a lot of hours on. Yes. Uh, what would you estimate you probably worked on that thing <laughs> over your entire Chuck E. Cheese career? Probably at least a full year. Yeah. I mean, one year out of the, what, 15 yeah, or 10 years you were there? 17 years 17 years you were there. So um, there you go. But uh, Chuck E. Cheese has announced a new band residency in Northridge, California, which, Tim, they're trying to put a positive spin on this, but we all know that that basically means they're taking out animatronics out of every other Chuck E. Cheese. Yes. Uh, so Chuck E. Cheese has announced that animatronic characters are being retired at all of their locations except for the Northridge, California location where Munch's make-believe band will have an exclusive permanent residency. The announcement comes on the heels of the recent release of Five Nights at Freddy's the movie. Tim, have you watched Five Nights at Freddy's? I have watched it. Is it good? It's okay. Okay, I've heard that Willy's Wonderland is better. Yeah, it's like, I didn't think Willy's Wonderland was the best movie ever, 
I didn't, but it is probably better than five. <laughs> okay. It was, uh, it was okay. <laughs> I, and I haven't seen it all. I've only seen part of it. Um, I was on the plane. Ah. And uh, about that time, they started making announcements and cut it out or whatever. But Right. Um, yeah, so I'm not... Um, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not I, sure I need to watch it. the whole thing to really get the cinematic uh, viewpoint that okay. I should give. But it doesn't say... It, anyway, it's okay. kind of cheesy. I heard it was, I heard it was not good, of, but it made a lot of money. Yeah, it did. And, it, and it, it was one of those movies that came out at the movie theater and on Peacock at the same time. Yeah. And I have Peacock. I just haven't watched it. I, I just haven't been motivated to watch it. But um, I, I have been curious about it. But Tim, this is super sad for me. Yeah. Like, I, I liked the animatronics. I did. Okay. I know they're kind of creepy, but I like them. Well, and I have insider information to tell you why, in particular, they're wanting to take a lot of those oh, okay. out. Okay. Oh, why is this? Uh, other than not being able to get parts. Right, exactly. They're broke down Working a lot. Working on this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, the new game plan, from what I'm hearing, uh, is to install part trampoline parks in most chicken Wow, cheeses. okay. I think they're about 10 years too late. Yep. But at the same time, I think that the kids will still enjoy it when they go there. Probably today's kids will enjoy that more than they did the live animatronics. My kids show. love trampoline parks. So. And the one trampoline park that they love. Now, we have two here, and those are good. Yes. But my daughter is obsessed with a YouTube, a YouTube family. The Ninja Kids. Okay. Okay, and they've got way millions more followers than we do, Tim. Wow. Um, but they have a trampoline park here in Texas, and mm. we go there, and my kids just think it's the best thing ever. Wow. And, so, and it's cooler than the ones we have here. I will give them that. Okay. Um, but they love the Ninja Kids trampoline park. And so okay. they like trampoline parks we have here, too, but that one's like I the one been. that my daughter wants us to, to take, like, her and, like, three of her friends all the way to Dallas for her birthday just for that. Oh, wow. Okay, that's how good it is. So, okay. um, trampoline parks are definitely a thing. So I get, I get that. Yeah, the Ninja Kids one is the one that my daughter likes so much. And like I said, if you're here on YouTube, you can look up the Ninja Kids. they got, like, 45 million subscribers or wow. something. So uh, way more than us. Wow, well, <laughs> so, uh, Yeah, exactly. But uh, um, anyway, so trampoline parks are big. I can see that. But it makes me sad. Yeah, it makes me very sad. And uh, not just that, but um, but at the same time, uh, there are a lot of people like our friend Craig and people who are redoing their own. Yep. And you can go and see some private individual ones and maybe make a stop. Um, you know, there was the video that was shot or the movie that was shot about it. Right. And so those can make some good stops now. And I'm glad to see some people... Uh, still working and trying to get those uh old bands back up and going absolutely i they were i always thought animatronics were cool i always always i mm -hmm. thought they're cool um you know disney in their recent rides man they have taken that to a new level animatronics yeah. in disney now yeah. are amazing yes um so but i mean still you know i, I but still that's like what them. that's what they're competing against again right, show exactly. the picture yeah. <laughs> you know, show the picture this is com what they're competing with at disney and, and and kids today just aren't not that interested sorry uh, i i i don't know i think uh, maybe it's because they scaled them back i think i think there would still be a way to do it and have kids interested because kids like to go in those dark rides for instance they, they still do. like to do that you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. i mean so maybe if they put more money into making them cool maybe it'd be different but Obviously, yeah. they're not willing to do that. So, Maybe and not. it'd be a lot for techs to keep up with. Sure would. So, anyway, so uh, but it makes me sad. I'm glad that there's one location that still has them, and I'm glad that there's other individual independent collectors that are, you know, keeping the bands together for like Rock of Fire Explosion and things. But it still makes me sad. So, 
Um, let's see. <clears throat> Rexter Show uh, says anyone who puts Die Hard is a Christmas movie should be banned from from winning. Uh, <laughs> I'm in the Die Hard is a Christmas movie camp, <laughs> along with Just Friends, Trading Places, Batman Returns. Those are all Christmas movies. Okay, so don't tell <laughs> don't tell me don't tell me that Serendipity is also in there. Okay, so those are Christmas movies, people. There you are. Um, and catch me if you can. All right. Every there time, every time, Tom Hanks, Hanks finds Leonardo DiCaprio. What? What? When is it? It's Christmas. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, Michael says the last time the Cowboys won the Super Bowl, the Macarena was on the radio. That is correct. Actually, that is correct. It's been it's been hard going for Cowboys fans. And you know, everybody's like, "Man, y'all are doing really good this year. You could make a run at it." And I'm just like, "Ha!" Yeah. Ha! Yeah, right. right. We've had a lot of good years, but yes. not a lot of good endings. Not right? a guy, yeah. Yeah. but we've won one playoff game in like the last like 10 years or but whatever the, it is. I'm telling you guys, you heard it here first, the curse has been broken. Jerry Jones and Jimmy Johnson have made up, That's and true. Jimmy Johnson's on the Ring of Honor. It has lifted the curse. We're going, <laughs> we're, going, we're going farther this year, and Dak Prescott is on fire. You know, Tim, I used to not believe in the impossible, but then the mm-hmm. Rangers won the World Series. There and now I do believe that anything is possible, because is I possible. never thought I would see that. Mm-hmm. So um, there you go. Uh, let's see. Nate says, are you still able to purchase them, or would you even want to have one, Tim? An animatronic Chucky for your personal. You know, I, I would love to have one. Um... I mean, you know how to work on it. Yeah, I, I think it would be cool just to have one. Um, I don't know where you would actually purchase one from. Uh, probably people are getting them out of the dump more than any, or the the when they're doing yeah, installs. Right. They're probably stealing them out of the trash what barrel. What happened to yours? Um, you know, as far as I know, that's exactly what happened to it. I, I wasn't there the day they took it out. It was after I left Chucky and went to, um, probably on my current job, um, they... Literally, probably threw him in the in the big dumpster outside. Oh, so maybe somebody here local has him. Yeah. I'll find out. Uh, let's see. Yes, Michael Michael Bloom is with me. It's not Christmas until Hans Gruber falls from Nakatomi Plaza. Right, Nakatomi Tower. He's got to fall. Mm-hmm. I like the advent calendar where you just move him down. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Uh, let's see. Arcade Survival says, "Should we start collecting Chuck E. Cheese animatronics?" Yeah, some people are. Oh, yeah. There's a documentary about the Rockfire explosion that came out what two or three years ago. That's really good. You should watch that. Um, and people like our friend Craig, who who runs fun um, here in Mesquite, Texas. Yeah, Funball Pinball Amusement. Yeah, he sells pinball machines and arcade games and pool tables among other things. But he has a piece of the Rockfire explosion. I forget uh, Billy Bob, right? He's got yeah. the Billy Bob piece. So I mean, you know, I mean, and that's not Rockfire. That's added... um, something else. I can't remember. But um, he's got a, an animatronic piece to that. Mm-hmm. So, But yeah, I mean, if you can find them, sure grab them. Yeah, grab them, right? Mm-hmm. So, Iron Man 3 took place at Christmas time. Is that a Christmas movie? Absolutely. For sure. Yeah, Iron Man 3. I love Iron Man 3. It's fantastic. <laughs> 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 Anything that takes place at, place at Christmas is a Christmas movie. Uh, something, something along that effect. Yeah. But I need to watch Violent Night again. It's on my list. Really? I have not watched that. You have not that. seen it? And I, I, it is fantastic. It's okay. Die Hard, but you, Bruce Willis is... Santa's Bruce Willis, basically. Okay. It's the same kind and of... And I love the actor. Yes. Um, what, he, David, uh, what's his name? Because he played in David Stranger something. Things. Yes. And in a movie we'll talk about later, Gran Turismo. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, Tim, you got to watch Gran Turismo? I did. Okay, so tell me what you... Now... I believe my recommendation was every single person should watch it. Yes. Okay, so I'm glad you watched it. We'll talk about it in the after show, okay? So hold your opinions. Uh, let us move on, though, to our next little bit here, Tim. And this is really sad, and this is still kind of ongoing. Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum faces possible demolition in Farmington Hills. And this oh. is near Detroit, Tim. Uh, Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum is looking at an uncertain future. Recent development plans for a strip mall would demolish Marvin's and put him a hair in its place. 
So, um, Tim, that's a grocery store for those people yeah. who don't know. Um, yeah, so Meyer. Marvin, back when Marvin was still around, because mm-hmm. he's passed away now, but he had a lot of great information on his website, and he was super great about helping people with their issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's long, he's passed now, I think he passed, what, three or four years ago? Um, and so I don't know who's been, um, who's been doing it now, like who's been, um, running the the storefront and everything but it looks like they're going they're looking at tearing it down and putting a strip mall in its place basically it should be a national landmark absolutely mm-hmm. so um what do you like a historical yeah historical it is a historical landmark. so the last update that i got was that the planning commission voted to approve the strip mall okay which puts the arcade at risk the proposal still requires the approval of the city council okay okay so there's a petition guys mm-hmm. okay t- that you can go sign to say, hey, uh, we support Marvin's. And it's, if you go to this link for this news story, they link to that petition. Go sign the petition. Go sign the petition, okay. everybody. Uh, Marvin's was is a fantastic place. And like I said, Marvin was such a great guy in himself, even though he's passed. I'm sure the people who run it still, I think it may be his fam- maybe his son or um, uh, anything like that. Oh, it's pronounced my heir. My heir. Yeah, Sorry. Meyer. Um, uh, Meyer. Uh, you see, we don't have one around here, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. We we have um, we have some different grocery stores around here, mm-hmm. mainly Walmart. I think that's where I go. But anyway, Meyer. So, um, but yes, uh, what we have here, guys, is um, just uh, basically the demolition of a landmark here. That's um, man, that's uh, been around a long time, and it has a, 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 it has a good impact on that community too, Tim. A lot of people have memories of going to Marvin's that live around that Detroit area and, and Farmington Hills. And so, with that in mind, sign the petition, guys. Yeah, if you've ever been to Marvin, you're in the chat room. I would love to speak up. I would love to hear your experience there. Yeah, because, I mean, there were times where we sent people his way, especially for stuff that was uh, that was older, that was outside of our expertise as far as repair goes. Mm-hmm. Like, Marvin had, Marvin had stuff pieces. that's very unique. Uh, pieces that um, you know you just didn't find anywhere else, and he had a lot of experience on repairing that stuff that we didn't. And so, um, uh, please sign the petition at the at the link, and the link is also down below in the in the show notes, Tim. And just um, you know, again, support this because we want to keep it alive if we can. So, I mean, I signed it, Tim. Hopefully, everybody else will sign it too. Um, but you know, I mean, sometimes things happen. If at the very least, if they have, hopefully. If it, it does get approved, at least they'll get to re- relocate or something. You know Hopefully, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but um, it would be sad for it to move. I feel like from where it is now, anyway. So um, again, sign the petition, guys. Support Marvin's. Um, it just seems, you know, it seems like the right thing to do, right? Yep. So there you go. Uh, Tim, more sad news coming from uh, Brace Technologies, Tim. So uh-huh. Brace Technologies has permanently closed. Now he, he's going to continue to keep the website up, but you can no longer order um, any more multi-game kits from him. So Brace Technologies, a well-known su- supplier of high-score save multi-game kits, has announced their, via their website that they have permanently closed on December 4th. It was also announced that all Brace kit designs will be open-sourced and that phase one of this project is about 60% done. And if you can help with it, he is looking for people to help. So if that stuff gets open-sourced, that means that people will still be able to produce it, Tim. And so I'm hoping that that is the case. But uh, Tim, I know you've ordered brace kits in the past um, for some stuff, and we've installed them in the past. And so, um, you know, just, it's sad, but the fact that he's open-sourcing it, I think will we'll make up for cool. that. Exactly, because that means at least the kits will still be available. People will be able to reproduce them and all that. So um, the good stuff. Um Oh, Joe says the info on his site was instrumental in me learning about pinball repair. That's Marvin. Okay. Yeah, see? So there you go. But anyway, guys. Um, yeah, so Brace Technologies just, um, you know, really 
just uh, really sad because these multi-game kits, man, they're all over the place. Uh, we've seen uh, several of them around. And so, guys, but it happens, right? I mean, just get to a point where it's like you're not getting many orders or whatever it is, and so you close down. But uh, hopefully we'll see that open source uh, release pretty soon. And if you want to help out with that, contact them and let them know. I'm sure they could use all the help they could get. I'm sure that's not an easy, an easy task by any means. And so, for sure. But it's a sad day for that because there are some really fine multi-game kits that, he, that they produce, so. Uh, Tim, this one was um, kind of out of the blue, it seemed like. Um, mm. Spooky Pinball decided that they were just going to announce two releases. And I think it right. caught a lot of people off guard, uh, including me. They just like they posted like just a time, like 5.30. Mm. And then they announced it. And so here's what we got. Spooky Pinball announces their next two upcoming releases. Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Looney Tunes. Couldn't be more well, different, well, right? I was going to say, one, extreme, <laughs> one, one thing to the other, right? Exactly. So Spooky Pinball has announced that... Uh, announced their next two new pinball releases. Only 888 units of each title will be produced. Each mm -hmm. of the releases has its own development team and rules set. Both titles will come in a collector's edition, bloodsucker edition, and a standard edition with an optional direct cabinet print upgrade. And the prices start... Start, Tim, at $8,299. Wow. Yeah. So just a little... Just a little pricey. A little um, the direct cabinet print, I think, is a fifteen hundred dollar upgrade, and then, um, of course, the collector's edition. I think, like the Bloodsucker edition is like eighty nine, and the collector's edition is like ninety two or something like that. Hey. So if you were all in, you'd be looking at ninety two plus fifteen hundred, like what, like ten thousand seven hundred or eleven thousand, pretty close to it, all in. Yeah. So, pretty pricey, but um, it, it, they look cool. Um, design looks nice, and I mean, I think it's cool that they've got two separate development teams working on the code and the and the rule sets and everything like that. So it's kind of it's cool. Uh, I like Spooky puts out some good games. They put out some really good ones, and so um, if you're a fan of Texas Chainsaw Massacre or Looney Tunes, I mean, I, I think you'd be wanting to play either one of these games and kind of give it a go. So oh, great titles. Yeah, absolutely. So um, man, there hasn't been a Looney Tunes pinball since the Bugs's birthday bash. Is that mm -hmm. the last one they had? So I mean, it, and it seems like a, such a great family title, something that you know basically the whole family can get behind right sure and their last title was scooby-doo right mm -hmm. so i mean scooby-doo was kind of like that too family nice mm -hmm. family title but you know texas chainsaw massacre definitely has its fans especially mm -hmm. around here tim so i mean texas and all so uh but tim what do you think about either one of those like do you have any opinions on the themes or no, i think anything? it's great themes uh kind of something that's uh a, a little, little out out there a little different than what everybody else is doing and the price pretty much falls into where most other pinball games are going. So, uh, of course, you know, our, our thing is we always want to play them. Mm -hmm. Just because they look cool, we want to make sure they play fun. There are a lot of people out there who have a lot more money than I do who will buy them sight unseen, Tim. Mm -hmm. um, and, man, if you've got that kind of money, good good for you. <laughs> mm -hmm. But if I'm going to buy a pinball machine, i got to play it first. I can't, I can't, buy, I couldn't buy one sight unseen. I think so. I bought my X-Men at the end of the run. It was like, I think they were starting they're starting to um they're starting to take it off the line mm -hmm. uh, so one mine is like one of the last pro x-men that came off the line before they retooled for another game mm -hmm. and it's because i wanted to play it before before i bought it and right. so once i played it, i was like well that's the game i gotta get but uh you know if you've got more if you've got the money to just go out and buy a pinball machine without playing it first then man more power yeah. to you 888 there's only 888 yeah, exactly only interesting number yeah. exactly so um you know that mm -hmm. makes them limited as well so uh, but again, good releases, and uh, I look forward to playing them. Tim, should we do the the pinball festival trip this year? Sure, maybe we'd we need like to. Do to. That. Just we do. need to. Yeah, for sure. it's been it's been before COVID. Been way was the last too long. One, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, Tim, this um, 
this was something I posted just playing around with some AI image generator. Yes, that's okay. funny. So here is what one artificial intelligence image creator creates when you ask it to show you people repairing arcade games. So Tim, I've got the people, I've got these pictures here. <laughs> and my comment was apparently you don't even need to access the back of the back or even the inside of an arcade cabinet to fix it. You will see that all these mm -hmm. people are located either in front or to the side of an arcade cabinet. Right. So apparently you don't have to crawl in the back of an arcade cabinet to fix it. Um, our friend Carl said, I don't mind spectators, but give a dude space. Sheesh. Man, I tell you, I'm telling you, Tim, you got a whole audience there. Uh, mm -hmm. It's almost like you're broadcasting to the world or something right. like that on all these. I mean, um, and David, our friend Dave, David Hohenstein from American okay. Amusement <laughs> Auctions says, that's the way Tim Peterson has re been repairing games for a, almost a quarter of a century. He always enjoys at least 20 people hovering over him while he makes all the repairs outside of the cabin. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know what AI was thinking there. Yeah, exactly. So, and there are like some mini games too, like arcade one-ups or something, aren't right, they? I can zoom in on this. Hang yeah. on a second. You guys can kind of see it here. Here we go. <laughs> I'll give you guys a little bit closer look here. So there you go. <laughs> uh, there are like definitely some cabarets or something, aren't they? Yeah. So um, yeah, these look like arcade one-ups for sure. Like they're so tiny. You know but this saying? one, but this one in the bottom left corner has a monster control panel. I guess it's supposed to be like a slide out from the side control yeah. panel. I don't know, but you'll see the the controls are on his right, but the like wiring is on his left. I don't know how that works. Is but... this like the AI six fingers? You know, where it's always adding an extra finger or something. They think that. Uh, it needs a little extra room down there for the controls. Right, and you see this guy sitting, and he's, you know, he's almost at, like, uh, you can see, like, that arcade is just barely above his head, like, the one that's right here. And so it's like, wow, like, right there? Come on. I mean, it's like an arcade one up right there, if you're talking about that. Same thing with this guy. He's, like, down on a knee, and he's almost up to the marquee height. Yeah. So apparently, apparently, arcade one up is, is influencing AI on the uh -huh. sides of arcade games, is what I would say. And uh, you, it seems like a suspenders are definitely in. That way you don't have the butt crack showing Absolutely. when you're repairing them. I'm all about the suspenders. So maybe now. I need a good pair of suspenders. Maybe that's my problem. <laughs> maybe. Um, let's see. Oh, that's Tim and the suspenders for sure. That's what Joe says. <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so and, and i mean I, it's just amazing it's crazy and, and uh, so like i love these two people who are like holding hands over here in this one like yeah. and you see that <laughs> it's like oh we're getting all intimate while exactly I'm, I'm getting intimate while the guys are playing an arcade game I'm trying to us. fix this thing and concentrate <laughs> they're back here making out what is this <laughs> so there you go i'm gonna that I'm was gonna very funny John. I, I, think, I, love... I think it is interesting that's yeah. all i was saying so i mean you know we're gonna zoom mm -hmm. it back out so you guys can see there you go mm -hmm. uh but yeah i thought it was interesting and uh, yeah give give a guy some space right so there yeah you go. Uh, but um fun fun times with artificial <laughs> intelligence so now, Tim, that would normally be the end of our discussion section, but I had something happen to me this week that I wanted to take to the audience. And, okay. Okay, so the, the question, I'm questioning you and our audience, okay. is did I do the, the right, right thing? thing? Okay. Did I do the right thing? Okay. Mm -hmm. So, Tim, I ordered I ordered something for, for pickup at one of our local GameStops that was on sale. Now, only one of our GameStops had it, and it was the one way across town. Okay. You know which one I'm talking about. I do. Okay, so it's pretty far drive from here. Um, it's close to my work, but not super close. I still mm -hmm. have to drive a little bit from even my work to get there. So um, I ordered something for pickup, and it was all the way across town at this GameStop, okay, that was, you know, pretty far from me. Okay, so um, Tuesday, I go, and I'm like, well, they don't. it says they don't close till 7, so I'm going to go okay. after work and pick it up because it's close to my work. So I got there about 4.45 p.m., okay? okay? Now, they close at 7. Not 6.45. No, 4.45. Two right? hours and 15 minutes before closing. You got it. So I get to the store, 
and the door is locked and the metal security gate is down. Okay. Lights are on and it looks like people are in there, but nobody's come it's to the locked. door and you it can't open the door. it's locked and the metal gates are locked. Okay. The security gates are locked behind the door, right? Okay. Okay. So there was no sign on the door saying like Still, gone to lunch, yeah. be back in at eleven at, at like emergency. five emergency, nothing like nothing. that. Okay. And I checked the door for the posted hours and it said the same thing that I knew. Seven PM. Right. Okay. You wouldn't have drove all the way over there if it right. was closed. Exactly. So I get in my car and I call the store, right? Like I'm gonna at least yeah. call and maybe they're just needing to open it up or whatever. I called two, three times, nobody picks up. Okay. It's like I can see people in there, but I can't really see who it is because the security gate's down and everything like that. Um so I'm kind of mad. Yeah. Because I drove all the way over there and it's kind of far. Uh, Tim, I called the corporate office and okay. I told them what happened. All right. I was like, I went to this GameStop, I went to this location, and it doesn't close till seven. And and I got there, there was no sign on the door, and it was it was closed. And she's like, Okay, I'll report it. So my question is, did I do the right thing? Well, you know, it's not too hard. I, I think so because it's not too hard to put a sign on the door. Am I being a quote unquote Karen? No, I don't. I don't think so. Not the fact that you drove all the way over there. It's not that hard. Now maybe they did have an emergency. Sure. We don't know the whole story, and uh, maybe they, it was just so quick they had to leave. But at the same time, it's really not that hard if they wanted to close earlier. They're shorthanded or whatever, just to put up a sign. Sorry for the inconvenience. Had they put up a sign that said "Sorry for the inconvenience," we had a family emergency. Wouldn't have called. Funeral. Wouldn't have cared. Right. What I understood. Exactly. It's the 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 fact they didn't say anything nope. and you drove all the way over there and they didn't put anything up on their side or anything before you come uh, and didn't answer the phone or anything. So I think you were justified in uh, making that additional call to say, hey, this should not be acceptable. It's not like they're going to shut them down or anything. They probably would just call and find out why. And then they probably would coach the manager to say, hey, you should do better this time. So, um, update to the story, Tim. I went but yesterday. you got to get okay. your stuff, right, right? exactly. I went Tuesday, okay? okay? I went yesterday, same time, same thing. Ah. Door was locked. Same security thing. gates are closed. Wow. I went today during my lunch break. Okay. Open. Okay, so they're just shutting down early. I don't know. Yeah. But um, it was wasting my time in a big way, and um, I had to I had to go during my lunch break which I'm pressed for time on. If I go after work, like, I don't have to worry. I'm just going home afterwards. I don't right. care. But I had to go during my lunchtime, and I'm kind of pressed for time, right? And it's not a super short drive over there, like we talked. It's really far from where I live. It's just, it's a little far from work, okay? Mm. And so, um, anyway, so what do you guys think? Did I do the right thing calling the corporate office and kind of talk? You know, here's my, here's my justification. I'll give you my side real quick. Okay. If I was the general manager of that store... I'd want to know. I'd want to know. Yeah. That was my justification. Or the district manager. I worked owner. retail. Tim has worked retail. Sure. We worked retail, okay? So, like, if if I was at Best Buy, and I w went up to Best Buy, which is where I worked, and the door was locked, and it was I knew they were supposed to be open, and there was no sign on the door, I would have done the same thing. Because it's like, I want the store manager to know, hey, right. your store is closed. Right. You know? And it's, and it's like, even though it should be open, right? So... That was my justification. It's like, if I was a store manager, I would want to know. Um, if I'm corporate, I want to know. Because it's like, maybe the store manager is closing it down early and we're not making you know revenue because of it, or whatever the case may be. Okay. When so, you got there at noon, did they seem extra shorthanded? Was there just one there person two. working? Two people working. There was two. So it looked like the manager and he had a trainee. 
because he was still training the guy on what to do. So they may have they may have just been the manager and the trainee, and the trainee may not have enough experience to close by himself. Right. You know. So I mean, uh, they may be shorthanded, but if you're shorthanded, just put a sign on the door saying shorthanded. Right. You know. I mean, I, if there would have been a sign, I wouldn't have called it all. Due to, due to labor constraints or shortages, Boom. you know, basically, I can't work exactly. every day. Exactly. We had employee call in. We had an employee call in. Um, you know, We're closing early. Close early. Sure. Exactly. I mean, that's all I need was a sign. That's I mean, I would have done it. Anyway, yeah. let's go to the live chat and see what you guys thought. Mm-hmm. Nate says, 100%. Wasting time would have would have called. Uh, that being said, if you've seen folks in there, I'd bang the door to get their attention to see what's up. I didn't want to do that because they had the security gate locked. Mm-hmm. I could see just shadows back in there, but I, if, I was scared if I just banged on the door, I'd annoy them kind of thing. Right. It's or like, scare them. Right, or something like that. So I was like, I, I don't know if I'm going to do that. I, that's why I called the store mm-hmm. to see if they would pick up. Because I'm like, well, if I get someone on the phone, I can say, hey, I'm here to pick up. Can you open it up for me or whatever. So, um, let's see. Um, Arcade Sorrel says, I would have driven my moped through the window. Well, that's <laughs> right, one thing okay. to do. Um, I don't have that good of insurance. Burn it so, down. So, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, we 34 just says yes. I guess that's agreeing with me. Nate says, could also have been not enough employees, so they close early, and uh, and their time is not updated on Google or their website. Um, it, yeah, exactly. So, um, if that's the case, just put up a sign. Right. That's all you have to do. And say, hey... It had to close early today. If, yeah. if they would have done that, if there would have been a sign there, I wouldn't have called them right. at all. Because it's like, okay, well, there's a reason they're doing it. I totally get shorthanded. Yeah. I've been shorthanded. Like I said, I worked retail. Like, I understand shorthanded for sure. And uh, let me ask you this question, Jonathan. Had you not ordered it online to be picked up, what if you were just stopping by right. and it was closed? Right. You wouldn't have thought much either, no, right? No, exactly. Well, I mean, I probably would have been like, uh, well, yeah, I probably, uh, so. you know, yeah, exactly. I, I need to get something there and I didn't get it. But having to do a pickup at that store definitely made it a little different, right? I agree. Because it's like, I have to go to that store to get this item. And then I get an email after going there twice and then being closed saying, I need to pick up my order. And I'm like, I've been twice to pick up my order. What, you know? Uh, anyway. <laughs> so, um, so it sounds like most of you guys are in agreement with me, which I appreciate. But, um, you know, I totally get it. Um, Michael says it's Christmas time. Stores need to be open and you're, and you're right to complain. Thank you. Um, here's the thing. Five, it's almost five o'clock. Right. Okay. Like five to seven is like prime time. I would think. I would think. You know, I mean, if you're going to take five your, to six. if you're going to take <laughs> your lunch break, take it like during lunch or take, or maybe not during lunch. Cause you may get customers then. Cause people are taking off. Take mm-hmm. it from like one to like four. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Like in that three-hour window, because you know you're probably gonna have customers at lunch, and you know you're probably gonna have customers at five o'clock, right? Because people True. get off work. So, well, the fact that you went back and it was the same thing again, the yes, second exactly. time. If it was a one-off, right? And you would be like, well, I don't know what happened. It must have been an emergency. Maybe they didn't have time to make a note. Whatever. Or update your store hours. Yeah, update. But your on store the hours. window it said seven o'clock. Like yeah. when I walked up to it, it said seven p.m. I'm like, and seven p.m. is pretty early to close anyway. Boo to GameStop, selling yeah. all my stock. <laughs> all I did that a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, let's say I think you already. I did, did that. that a long time ago. Well, I'm glad that you guys are mostly in agreement with me. I, I think, I think I was justified in calling corporate about it. I normally. Probably wouldn't do that, but I was kind of mad because I had to drive all that way. Sure. You know, so and it was not way. next door. Exactly. If it, if it would have been like um, the one that's real close to me, I probably would have been like, uh, I can go by any time. But the fact that's all the way over across town, I have to drive over there to get it. You know, and they were the only one that had it. It's not like I could go to another store. Now you did get the product. Yes. How did they treat you when you got it? Because they had to know you're the one that called in. No, they were fine. They didn't care. They didn't care. They didn't even ask me my name. They just took the order number, looked at my ID, and that was it. Okay. So. But when I called in, I didn't give my name. Okay. I didn't ask my oh, name. Okay. So I just told them. So, I mean. Maybe so. Maybe they didn't know. Who knows? 
But anyway, so there you go. I'm glad I'm glad I got some uh, justification from the people in the live chat. Because I kind of felt like I was being a Karen. But my uh, my wife was like, no, I think you did the right thing. Tim said I did the right thing. And, yeah, and now it seems like did. everybody else said I did the right thing. So I feel good. Sign! It takes five seconds to say... Blah, 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 blah. Not here right now. Right. <laughs> I mean, gone fishing. I don't know, you know. Yeah, it takes five it minutes to like, not even five minutes, two minutes, one minute to mm -hmm. just write something, slam it up. Be right so, back. Exactly. Yeah. Be right back. Whatever. Something like that. Shorthanded. You know, yeah. not enough staff. Anything like that, I would have been fine. So, um, did you at least ask them what was up when you got the item? I did not. I didn't want, I mean, I didn't want to ruffle their feathers anymore. I'd already called corporate on them. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? It's like, I didn't ask them. And the manager guy, I've been there before and he's nice. Like, I've, I've talked to him before. And the trainee guy, uh, you know, he's just learning. So they may just be shorthanded. And if they are, though, just tell me you're shorthanded. Right. You know, just put a sign up. Be honest. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's see. Jumping General, what's your favorite baseball arcade game? Um, so I'm going to expand this beyond the purview of video games and yeah. say Slugfest. Yes, I was going to say yeah. Slugfest. So if you've never played William Slugfest... It is fantastic. I think it's Mark Ritchie designed. Yeah. Um, but it is a um, pitch and bat game, and it is probably the best version of a pitch and bat game that you will ever play. I agree. So it is slugfest. It is fantastic. Um, the person who is pitching has four different pitches that they can throw, and then the hitter, of course, has to react to those. There's four different buttons for the pitcher. There's a, one button for the hitter to hit, and it is really fun. So slugfest, and I, I'm pretty sure it was still Williams at that point. Mm -hmm. It's a Williams game. Uh, is definitely my favorite by far if you're talking about baseball games. So now if you're talking about video games, um, you know, 2020 Super Baseball on the Neo Geo is pretty good. Um, World Series Baseball by Sega is really good. Mm -hmm. uh, so all of those. There's some good ones. Um, and Michael says RBI Baseball. That one is good as well. So um, let's see. And I think that's everything. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, Nate, Nate Berg says uh, Slugfest. Yes. And you get to win baseball cards with Slugfest. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Arcade Savarro says they probably fired the staff right before Christmas. <laughs> the game stopped. The manager was still there, so he's still hanging around. Right, or uh, they all quit. But they could have quit because I've heard that working for GameStop sucks. Maybe. Like, I've heard that it's pretty brutal. Like, they push you pretty hard to sell and things like that. So, um, mm -hmm. Delusional says Baseball Stars 2 on the Neo Geo. That's a good one, too. So, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, okay. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up here, Tim, for the regular, for the regular show here. Thank you, so uh, we're going to go ahead and throw our standard stuff out here. We want to remind you that we do want your arcade-related videos. If you want some free advertising for your YouTube channel, we're looking for people to submit short videos, 10 minutes or less, about arcade-related topics. Uh, send a link of your video to questions at arcaderepairtips.com, and our staff will review it. If we like it, we'll use it during one of our live show episodes. Make sure to put a plug for your channel so people know where to find you. We look forward to seeing your submissions yes and uh, that's of course for the especially for channels that are on the verge of getting monetized if you need some help with that and you have arcade related content on your channel send us that and we'll play we'll play it here on the live show if we like it and hopefully send some subscribers your way and some views your way that may help you get monetized so let's do that Okay, Tim, let's go ahead and talk about the contact information real quick. We have our general email at questions at arcaderepairtips.com. Questions at arcaderepairtips.com. If you put live show in the subject, you'll definitely get it mentioned on the show. Uh, but otherwise, we'll kind of answer it as we get around to it. Or we may put it on the live show, depending. So, um, But again, best way to get in contact with us is questions at arcaderepairtips.com. Questions at arcaderepairtips.com. We have our YouTube page at youtube.arcaderepairtips.com. And we do try to cover the comments from the last live show episode on the next episode so and if you're watching this live you obviously know where our youtube channel is or if you're watching the video for this but you may be listening to the audio only feed on our question and answer podcast 
feed. And if you are, make sure you go to youtube.arcaderepairtips.com to watch the video for this episode and to, wa and to watch the after show, Tim. And we're going to be talking about um, a lot of great stuff in the after show, including Gran Turismo, uh, <laughs> some sports and other things. So if you want to hear that, make sure you check out the YouTube page for this episode. That way you can catch up on all of our after show content. Good. We have our podcast feed at, uh, at, a, at different places here, but of course um, we have our iTunes, Spotify, and Audible pages. We have our iTunes page at itunes.arcaderepairtips.com. We have our Spotify page at spotify.arcaderepairtips.com or our Audible page at audible.arcaderepairtips.com. Tim, you can leave ratings on all three. Yeah. So if you really like what we're doing here, we'd encourage you to go to either iTunes, Spotify, or Audible and get, uh, you know, log in and uh, leave us a review. And we'd really appreciate that. Tim, I think the last review we got on iTunes was 2001. Wow. Or 2021, excuse me. So okay. it's been two years. Since <laughs> it's, got, it's been uh, a while, but It's been two years since we've got an iTunes review, so we'd like to see another one sh uh, show up there if possible. So if you're so inclined, leave us a review at iTunes.ArcadeRepairTips.com or on Spotify at Spotify.ArcadeRepairTips.com or on Audible at Audible.ArcadeRepairTips.com. We also have our social media pages. We have our Facebook page at Facebook.ArcadeRepairTips.com. We want to thank Mark for all of his contributions there and, of course, um, for managing all the community stuff. And we have our Twitter slash X feed at twitter.arcaderepairtips.com. Still can't used to, still can't get used to calling it X, Tim. Right. I'm going to call it Twitter till I die, probably. But uh, you guys can check out all the stuff there. We try to post everything on both those, but sometimes our little, uh, our little thing doesn't work to sync the two, so it just depends. But uh, for the most part, same content on both those, so it just depends on whether you're an X slash Twitter fan or if you're more of a Facebook fan. So there you go. Well, Tim, that about wraps it up for our live show episode. We're about to move into the after show. And, uh, Tim, before we move on, what are we covering in that, that said after show besides Gran Turismo? Is there something well, else? I'll probably talk a little bit more about my trip. We'll talk about some shows and movies and stuff that we watched. Yeah. Uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving. Talk yeah, about so. that. We're going to talk about, um, Tim mentioned the uh, Dallas uh, Dallas team and some Vegas ties. Yeah. We'll talk about that. Dallas Cowboys probably. We'll talk about that. Um, we're also going to talk about some movies. Tim, you watch Gran Turismo. I watched one that you recommended, Sound of Freedom. Oh, and so okay. we will talk about, I will talk about that. Um, Tim, I also watched a documentary on the Star Wars holiday special called A Disturbance in the Force. And ah. so I'll give my uh, thoughts on that as well as some other things that I've been watching as well. So um, we're about to sign off for the regular live show here, Tim. If you're watching this um, on YouTube, then you can wait about five or ten minutes here and we'll come in with the after show right after and you guys can watch that. Um, but otherwise, Tim, I think this is um, this is it for the um, regular live show. Do you have anything you want to say before we sign off? Just want to tell everybody Merry Christmas and any other uh, celebrations that you may be celebrating this time of year. Uh, spend some good time with your family and friends and enjoy it. Uh, don't get don't get down and let things get you down. Let the economy get you down. Um, if, if nothing else, play a video game and cheer up. Uh, they're pretty cool to play and, and fun to work on. Absolutely. So uh, if this is your off-ramp, guys, we want to thank you for joining us tonight, for either watching or listening to this, depending on how you're consuming this. But we want to thank you guys for being here for the live chat for sure. Round of yeah, applause for you guys, you. especially Good coming job. on the second Thursday of the month instead of the first. So we want to mm -hmm. thank you guys for adjusting your schedules accordingly. And we will be back in January, hopefully, with another episode of the Arcade Repair Tips Live Show. So if this is your off-ramp, thanks for being here. Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, whatever you celebrate. And we'll see you next month or... Wait around five or ten minutes. Join us for the after show. We'd love to have you there as well. But till then, guys, remember here at Arcade Repair Tips, when you fix the game, you play the game. Take care, everybody, and we'll see you soon.
you for watching this episode of the Arcade Repair Tips live show. All of our past episodes are available on our website at ArcadeRepairTips.com or on our YouTube page. This show is intended for entertainment and educational purposes only. Please consult a professional before attempting to repair any coin-operated machines yourself. The preceding program is a Varcade Entertainment production.